everyone. Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity rewatch podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. Quick reminder, this is not a spoiler-free podcast. Maybe some things we talk about here that come up in future episodes in this show. And quite frankly, since we usually talk two, three hours, we pretty much always talk about things that have nothing to do with the episode we watched. So just wanted to make sure you all knew about that, but still a fun place to be. So join us. I am Melissa and I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Fish. Fish, how are you doing right now? I am doing good. You know, back to our regular time and day. And so, yeah, we're uh, ready to do this one. We're feeling the structure. We're loving the structure. Exactly. Yeah. And this time we're talking about an episode that I think brought both of us much mirth along the way. Uh, This one is season two, episode eight called Family Affairs. Original air date, November 21st, 1999. And it was written by Andrea Newman, directed by Ken Olin. And here's the description. Felicity's parents upset her holiday plans by surprising her with a Thanksgiving visit that results in a tense dinner at Elena and Knowles. Among the dinner guests are Felicity's new beau, David, and his mother, Professor Sherman. Meanwhile, Ben agrees to work at a charity event that Maggie is catering for her husband. (sighs) Okay, Fish, where do we start? Well, we talked a little bit about how the two parties don't really interact. So mm-hmm. I'm going to name them um, Party Tofurky okay. and uh, Peppermint Party. And we will explain the Peppermint Party yes, yes. later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So uh, Peppermint Party will be the Nolan Elena group and uh, Party Tofurky is going to be the other, like all of the other. (laughs) So I think I could start with Peppermint Party since, I don't know, that was the one that had, I think, more time, more screen time. Sure did. Yeah. Yeah. So we just want to give a little extra um, product placement here. I mean, one of the things that uh, I used to do with my roommate in grad school, because she was a film student, was we'd watch things. And as we saw um, product placements, we would just yell product placement at the TV. So that happened a couple of times with uh, the Apple computer. They've been pushing Apple hard. And this whole episode, well, this whole season series. Um, and then we also had a nice, um, I, I don't know if it's really a product placement for Tofurky. There may be multiple brands of Tofurky. Um, we got some post-it notes, lots of product placement there. So, you know, just wanted to share that fun little game that uh, I continue to do in my head every time I see like a Diet Coke sitting around. Okay. Sounds good. I had a different theme going here. This is an episode where everybody just drops in on Felicity unexpected. Yeah, uncool people. Yeah. All people. Uncool. Don't do this. What was the deal here? Everybody. It's like every single person just showing up 
unexpected, like, hey, you surely didn't have anything else you wanted to do. Or even if you told me you did, I'm ignoring it. And I'm going to be here anyway, just for fun. Yeah. And it's not just the dinner. I mean, you know, Felicity and, and David are starting out. She has told her parents a little white lie. Um, she didn't want to go home, which is understandable because she has a lot of stuff that has changed that she doesn't want to talk about. Huh? And David, who I personally believe is the frozen turkey dinner of people, um, <laughs> has decided that that is their, uh, that should be their Thanksgiving meal. It's a frozen turkey dinner and just chilling and good. We don't have to watch them kiss. Um, frozen turkey dinner of people. Well, okay. that, that just... wasn't on anybody's bingo card. Right. <laughs> Gosh. Um, but David also has surprised her. He's he's just shown up, shown yeah. up at her dorm. Yeah, what uh, is that? It's, you know, that's sweet, she thinks, uh, sort of. Um, mm. She kind of lingers on that. And, you know, she had told her parents, like you said, she her excuse was you know, oh, so, so busy, you know, like so much to do so much work. Um, and, but David, you know, comes by and he's got other thoughts. Like maybe we can come up with a plan for us for Thanksgiving, like maybe have a non crazy pressure free Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. This is very similar to me and my ex as uh, first Thanksgiving dinner mm-hmm. where he, uh, he wanted to have, turkey subs from subway and i wanted to have thanksgiving mm-hmm. <laughs> so, i would probably be okay with this to the subs i'd be like who's I making know. this turkey i am yeah if it, if fish is making i'll eat it if you're saying that i've got to make a turkey then nobody's going to be happy nobody <laughs> including the person asking so ha um okay i hear what you're saying i hear it um but this has been this is david's new move he realized that saying the pressure free is like felicity's turn on which should have been a clue (laughs) but whatever um so now they're gonna start to hook up we're getting the sense that maybe this is you know like their move now this is maybe i don't know we saw that they had a first time I don't even know that this is the second time. Like maybe they've just been hanging out. I don't know. It's hard to say, but Felicity does the agreed upon with Megan move of putting a post-it note on the door, which fish you and I, we knew exactly what that meant. Yeah. And also how ineffective it would be. Yeah. Well, you know, I think lots of people have systems like this, you know, Mm -hmm. some people have like scrunchies on a doorknob. Some people have, post notes on a door some people have socks on a door this i mean it basically does require you to get to the door um (laughs) and it requires the other person to heed the warning which megan does not no and also post-it notes fall i mean Mm. maybe not in this storm since that's their job normally but i remember (laughs) a post-it note from one certain rebecca haas yeah yeah i mean i don't know that this is like a a haas I don't know. Uh, sort Hoss-esque. of, yeah. Post-it note. This this felt a little flimsy, but again, Megan is not kept out okay. by the post-it note. Yeah. 
And surprisingly, she has actually come to help. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, I, you know, Felicity's a little heated here. And she's she's given Megan a time of it. She's she's mm-hmm. digging in at her and Megan's like, ah, you know, you get a little and then you get like this and they're fighting. Mm-hmm. They're both I dishing think- it out. They're both taking it. Yeah, Megan, it was a little weird this episode. I feel like she was both like more harsh and also helping. So I don't know. It's um I think that if you look at it like Megan has uh, a nose for sport. So like if <laughs> if she can get enjoyment out of the sport of something related to Felicity, then she will. And I think she sensed correctly that there was some sport to be had in following Felicity's movements here in this episode. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if she felt compassion or not. I think she was there for amusement. I give her a little bit more credit than that because okay. she would have just walked up with her parents and let her let them walk into the room if she wanted total sport. I mean, she, I, Megan has a very, as we have seen before and we see more in this episode, she has a very interesting relationship with parents. Uh-huh. Um, I think especially her parents, yeah. but uh, I think she genuinely wanted to warn Felicity that, and, that something And you know, the last happen. time parents were involved with Felicity and Megan, Felicity did Megan a courtesy. Um, she did. And so maybe there's a, little karma there coming back for her but uh megan finally stands up for herself she's like i brought it as a favor to you is like oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah like well yeah i was but you know now i'm just gonna let that this things occur as they're going to as god made them (laughs) 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 all of a sudden his parents walk in the door um yeah yeah, I just wrote one word for that with an exclamation point after it. Uh, boundaries? Like, yeah, well, I mean, like... What? I mean... What? No. Yeah. Parents, get over yourselves. I... <laughs> like, don't just... Give, 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 give you a little notice. I mean, and what they interrupt, although Meg, uh, Felicity and David were having this conversation, or Felicity was having this conversation with David there, with Megan... His pants were still undone. <laughs> so all yeah, this distracts yeah. him. Felicity's yeah. parents come in and it's like, who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was laughing. So I didn't notice whether they noticed, but I did notice. Her, when her dad was definitely giving David the look up and down like, ooh, <laughs> what's happening here? And I think, you know, he probably started with the age. Maybe he reflected on the hair and then he <laughs> he kind of probably his eyes panned down. I mean, he definitely saw David for everything that he brought to the table. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and we get this we get this sort of aside from Felicity. Felicity talking into a tape for Sally <laughs> saying soon it will be over. Yeah, soon, soon it will be over. Felicity says, you know, Sally, my parents are here and I want them to go home. Yeah, no kidding. Mm. She's got a lot I mean, of new stuff happening in her life. She doesn't really uh, feel like sharing it. And which I mean, makes sense. 
you know mm-hmm. um it's super awkward and i don't know like i understand maybe like flying a child in for christmas or something you know and surprising their parents or you know something along those lines but you know your your kids away at college and you just show up as a surprise mm-hmm. i don't know who possibly could think this was a good idea so i mean and again this may just reflect i was saying this earlier this may just reflect my own personal issues <laughs> and unfortunately listeners fish and i have similar personal issues so we're going to give you a skewed view on this but i'm pretty sure yeah. for the average human notice on something like this is nice especially because okay it's a holiday period and what ends up happening in this scene is felicity's mom creates a thanksgiving plan for felicity and then invites david to it and felicity by the way who easily could have had other plans already and said she had other plans yes like at first at least yeah uh but i mean folks yeah i am just i am very suspicious of this i don't know i i mean her parents are they show up out of nowhere, right? And then they're supportive. Like I know her dad and her mom give her, you know, some sort of jabs and stuff, but for the most part, like not blowing a gasket, you know, I just, I'm, and and they leave on good terms. Like I am very suspicious about everything that happens with her parents. I don't know what's going on, but I feel like, like they're trying reverse psychology or something. I think you're making really good observations here. And there's something to this. Now, those who are familiar with the show know some of the plot points coming ahead, but I think that this is going to be, this is gonna make a lot more sense to you why they would A, show up, show up like this um and and see how they're being with her i think all of that will bear out in a story point not too far from now in this season um so i'm kind of glad you're suspicious in this moment felicity is not felicity is like kind of just, I don't know, she's letting it happen. She's not letting her parents have it for visiting her, right? But she's, um, she's observed, she's, I think we as an audience might be more observant to all of this. She's got a lot going on. She does. You know, and I love how, again, Megan is just, you know, charming the parents and they like her and she's like, I'm off to like help people and start a recycling program. And I'm yeah. so great. The hardest part <laughs> is making sure you're really helping the kids. Yeah. 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 She's a <laughs> model RA, which, you know, mm. we'll bring in some feedback later about who's that RA. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's. But I mean, Felicity and David sort of have plans. I mean, Felicity says sort of like, 
at least twice, maybe three times. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and her parents just, they'd like to invite the two of them out. And, mm-hmm. and David is all about it. I mean, he is ready to go. Yeah, he's into it. He likes the idea. And all of this is raising some concerns for Felicity that she doesn't really know quite how to articulate yet. So the next time we see her, she's going to be over at Nolan Elena's having a conversation. And you can see that you can see that we're catching this mid conversation with Elena sort of debriefing and, you know, Felicity saying, you know, I haven't even told my parents that I dropped pre-med and Elena's being supportive. I feel like she's gone back to practical support of Elena not being too pushy and if anything (laughs) she's like in self-preservation mode for this episode um but you know we get we get that and Elena's like yeah it makes sense and then Noel jumps in to interrupt this conversation with a hey Ruby can't make it back yeah we haven't seen Ruby in forever where is she I mean I know in the show she was supposed to be gone for three weeks I think yeah like three weeks like, where has she been? Well, it's been a couple episodes at least since we've seen her. Um, but in, I don't know, maybe this, this schedule kind of blew out around Thanksgiving. Um, but she was supposed to make it back, it sounded like. But the actress in the lead actress in the movie pulled her patella. Mm. So Ruby's got to stick around on set. So maybe it was supposed to, she was supposed to be coming back now permanently. And then they had to give time for this lead actress to quote unquote heal. Yeah. I mean, I get that Elena jumps in as like your patella is your kneecap. I mean, <laughs> Melissa, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. there are all kinds of things that can happen uh, with your knees and, and, clicking and pulling and tendons and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, but usually, usually when you say you pulled something, it's a muscle. Yeah, could be a tendon, I suppose. You wouldn't say I pulled my elbow. I pulled my my forearm. I don't know, like, I don't know, say that. Because I don't know the muscle by my forearm. So I would probably say exactly that. But patella is very specific. I pulled my knee might be something that you'd say, but to give it such an anatomical term as a patella, which is in fact a bone. So I I understand Elena's hesitation on this. Um, No, it's definitely a little weird that like, we just haven't seen Ruby in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, she's off doing her movie thing, but yeah, it's just, I guess it's a little weird that they specifically call it out because like we could have had this whole episode because I've forgotten about Ruby already. So well, why call it out? Well, that may very well feed into a storyline coming up for Ruby. Okay. But so this not whole episode is. <laughs> I mean, I think you're noticing good things to be suspicious of here. Um, I mean, I think part of it is paying actors budget for making the TV show, people's mm-hmm. schedules, you know, actors' schedules. All of that could have something to do with it. But I, when I really, knowing everything that I know, looking back on this season, the things that you're like, what's this about? <laughs> I'm happy you're suspicious of them because uh, there is actually going to be more to the story. And whether or not 
this specific delay is meant to have anything to do with that. I think it fits in very nicely. Um, okay. So I don't know. I, I, I encourage you to feel suspicious. But I encourage. Well, I guess she'll, well, she'll be back or she'll make it as some huge Hollywood star. Who knows? Could be. Um, but Elena, mm -hmm. Elena is ready. She is ready to host Thanksgiving and apparently for a whole bunch of people. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, I'm going to make this easier on you, Felicity, plus easier on me because I don't want to have to deal with just no. All right. <laughs> so. She's like, let's just have dinner here. It'll be fine. Nolan, I'll co-host. And um, Felicity's like, yeah, but oh, by the way, David's coming too. And Noel. <laughs> now, I mean, so many great Scott Foley moments in this episode. I love it. Yeah. Um, he is just like, oh, David meeting your parents. That's getting kind of serious. But from his standpoint, he's not saying it like Elena's saying it. No. I feel like Noel is, his back's getting up here. Mm -hmm. And he's like, ah. it, it, there's a little bit of trepidation about where this thing is headed. Uh, where Elena's there to, you know, be supportive and help Felicity and point out how fast things are moving because she wants to protect Felicity. Noel's just like, David must die. <laughs> <laughs> but Noel, I don't understand why this would be a problem because now, you know, that's just one more thing that you and Felicity have yet to experience that, that she can no longer say about David, an awkward Thanksgiving dinner with your parents meeting each other. You know, I want to bring in a bit of feedback here for a second um, <laughs> of the many different pieces of uh, feedback that we'll probably share today from at Galinsky underscore slash Galena going by both names. Um, this actually goes back to that comment about the mystery. She says mm -hmm. Noel's comment about the mystery in the last episode was cringy. This and his drunken advance on her in season one definitely takes him down a notch, but the point it serves is that he puts Felicity on a pedestal, which is probably true for the entire series. Um, you know, and in this situation, I think it's like, I don't know if it's jealousy of David or just like, uh, he's her, she, she's his Felicity, you know? Wait, what? So like, she's his felicity at the end of the day, you know, like Noel's felicity. Like she, I don't know if it's even as much about David because of David. I think David's like a nuisance. Um, and I think this idea of putting felicity on a, like a pedestal, he, I think it's an interesting way of framing it. I think that his idea about the mystery of it all or like Felicity being available to him is like keeping her in this position in his mind where it's like, oh, one day it could be like this. Mm. And I think it's interesting to me that Galena um, also pulled in the idea of the drunken advance in season one, which was gross, but also about like, oh, 
well, now you're for the taking, huh? Maybe like, Um, like, I think that was sort of like, could you be mine? Um, I like, I think there may be a common element there, which might be a little bit of why we were both like, Hmm, this is kind of weird. In addition to the fact that Ruby is a figure in his life still during all of this. I mean, I feel like Felicity is a fantasy for him. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately he's getting a little gross about the way that he is verbalizing what should be an internal fantasy yeah um makes sense i mean it's a little bit like you know maybe woody allen shouldn't have so many movies with old guys hooking up with young girls Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know just a thought yeah just keep it to yourself i know where you need to go with that but yeah i mean his you can see right from the beginning that there's going to be this weird vibe with nolan david um now that David is now that Noel's fully aware of who David is, uh, he's just like, eh, uh, should David really be here? I mean, it's you know kind of serious <laughs> with the parents. It's like mm-hmm. you're mine, you're mine. Uh, under undertone of like, wait a minute, he shouldn't be getting this serious with you, sort of hmm. thing. After all, he is a B-list person. Anyway, yeah, Noel doesn't know that. No, no. So um, then we have this lovely scene where <laughs> Felicity goes out to was it breakfast or lunch mm-hmm. uh, with her parents. Mm-hmm. Yes, at FCR. What a what a great choice. Uh huh. And they are just grilling her. I mean, this, I think, is the most passive-aggressive scene. If that's the thing about this scene. It was so passive-aggressive. And this is the type of scene that a parent could be like, I never said anything bad. It's like, oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> I just, it was just so, like, you could sit here and you could look at it on the face of it and you could say Felicity overreacted, got up and stormed out of this uh, of this pub Nope. But when you get actually that look at everything they said, they were extremely critical. They they were they made a criticism of every single thing. And that is how they chose to do like what they were yep. doing. You know, even if it was quiet. Or even if it was the exact opposite of how they clearly felt. Like her mom was like, Oh, you cut your hair. I like it. Well, the first one was whether wh- what type of establishment they were actually in. Oh, yeah. It's like a bar. It's like just like a eatery, a place where we all, it's a hangout. It's a, it's like, hey, maybe it's more a pub. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I think his point was it didn't seem conducive for his daughter's, you know, place to study and focus. Yeah. Do you remember, do you remember there was a Gilmore Girls episode where Luke goes to dinner at Emily's with Lorelai oh, and goodness. Emily asks him if he wants some beer oh, and yes. then Lorelai was like gasp that is such an insult and, Lo- and Luke's like it, she just asked if I want beer it's fine and then for the rest of dinner Emily makes it very clear that beer yes. is an insult a million different ways in her dialogue <laughs> like oh so it was an insult 
Yeah. That's what yeah. bar versus pub, that whole conversation reminded me of. Yeah. And it, it also reminded me of uh, several scenes in Frasier where his brother and the producer of his show, Roz, mm-hmm. the two of them don't really get along. Mm-hmm. And his brother thinks he's so much better. Niles thinks he's so much better than than Roz. Mm-hmm. And so he's always making these little barbs mm-hmm. uh, about like presents she gives Frasier or things like that. And it kind of comes to a head. Um, I think they are talking about, I don't know, a, I think it was like a belt and then a jacket and then a briefcase and he pretty much said like something that would seem so normal uh, if anyone else had said it. Mm -hmm. And she just looks at him and she, she says, you're saying that it's cheap. And he's like, he just sort of gasps and he's like, and she's like, Oh wait, you weren't. And he's like, no, I was, I was just surprised that you understood. Oh my. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know when you're on the receiving end of a comment like this, when it's like, oh, that sounded nice. And actually, I'm sitting here. You just handed me a bag of poop for me to hold. Like, that's it. That's it. That's what the feeling is. And anybody else listening in may or may not agree with that. But the the person who said it knew what they meant. And the person on the receiving end knew what was meant. That's it. That's all that matters. And and Felicity is gonna just, you know, light that poop on fire Mm. and drop it back in the middle of the table. And, you know, of the list of things that get in, like her mom says something about her, was it her mom who said something about her hair? Yes. Um, Then the age of David comes up. Yeah. And then, you know, in a not so like, again, it wasn't like David's older than you. It was just like a, hmm. I wonder, you know, like, yeah, and maybe, yeah, and maybe you're going too fast from her mom, you know, and then little little things. Her dad gets into asking about classes that she probably would be taking if she were still, you know, on a pre med track, but she's not anymore. So you see her wrestling with this for, I don't know, a couple seconds. Mm -hmm. You can see her thinking, like, oh, do I run with this? Do I tell? Whatever. I'm just telling him. can't keep it inside. She, yeah. You know she can't. Well, and what's the point of, of keeping it inside, really? I mean, at what point? Like, she's I don't not know, pre-med. Not, not ruining Thanksgiving? Maybe wait till after Thanksgiving? Just, just yeah. But what, what is this whole thing going to, like, is, you know, we'll it's just, it's just like that them. decision of, like, am I going to sit here and not only lie myself about everything, but then, you know, they're going to end up having dinner with Elena, and then Ail- mm. Elena's going to have to be complicit in the lie. Like this thing is just going to blow out of proportion. And she just well, decides in that moment ugh. to do it. But like, I was worried that, that her father was going to cut her off again. So like, if that was the, if that's what he was going to do, I'd be like, yeah, why? Like get that tuition money. And then, mm. you know, it's a good point. It's a good point. Well, I don't know if she considered that or if she felt comfortable enough that that wasn't going to be the outcome, but it was just like, this has just got to stop this, this 
this meal conversation we're having here. And she at one point says like, there are a lot of things about me. You guys don't know. It's like, like what sweetie? It's like, I'm not going to tell you because you keep raining on every parade. I have. (laughs) stop it. I also had a question. Um, I mean, they've already pretty much dragged her for everything. Like Mm -hmm. what is it that they don't know? I mean, is it just that she's had sex and which they pretty much figured because, you know, David had his fly down. I like, mean, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's been other things that have been happening, like how things went with Ben and, you know, there's, there's all kinds of stuff that she's been experiencing so far this semester. Um, and it doesn't seem like anything sort of groundbreaking besides the pre-med ground. I think, I think that in situations like this, you, if you feel like you need to stay in a safe zone in a conversation, anything could have been inside that, that, like, like it's not for us really to decide what things were of great gravity or not to share with her parents. She probably was keeping her phone conversations limited to a certain subset of things she was happy to talk about. She kept everything else outside of that. And that could have been anything, anything that she didn't feel comfortable to raise with them, even if it seemed, even if it would seem like, oh, that's not that big a deal to you or me. I think that that's the thing about relationships like this or any relationships where there's a shorthand, there's a, oh, I know what you mean by this. There's like, you learn over time, like that there are certain things that have a meaning beyond themselves. And who knows how many things she put into that category. Yeah. Well, she's uh, she's not going to share more. Mm. That's for certain. And uh, she is going to leave them si- sitting there alone with the flaming dog poop because she is just she's sick of being judged. Yeah. By her parents, she's sick of it. Mm-hmm. She's leaving. Yeah. Which I like I think that she used right those call. words. Yeah. It was like judgment stops here. She just calls him out for it. She's not going to hear excuses. And she's just like, nope, I'm out. I say, bravo. Yeah, I do too, actually. And then, you know, she walks into the dorm where she catches Megan organizing a dinner for the advisees who are sticking around for the holiday. (laughs) It's a part of her community service hours. Don't ask. I'm loving Megan so much in this episode. Yeah, there are some really short, you have to like, you blink, you miss some moments with this little storyline they gave us that yeah. I think are genius. They gave me exactly <laughs> as much as I needed. Um, oh, but she's a little miffed because David dropped by again. Yeah. He is in the room. Again. He's in the room with the post it notes. Mm-hmm. Again. With the post-it notes. Yeah. This time it's blue. Just saying they have multiple colors. Okay. Product placement. Well, sometimes you need that. And, you know, this is where Felicity is kind of going into the next layer. Of, well, first of all, she's coming off of a really not fun conversation with her parents. But she's also, you know, she started to unpack things a little bit with Elena her ears are a little more perked up in these conversations with David. She's listening more for some clues about where she is with David right now. And she's kind of hoping David's going to be a little freaked out. 
about this yep. dinner with the parents situation. And she is sadly disappointed. Um, not only does David want to meet them, he wants his mom to meet them. The Professor Sherman. Yeah, Annie. Mm-hmm. As we've now we we soon learn from, I guess, Noel <laughs> figuring out that he can he can call her Annie when he's had a bit to drink. Yeah, um, and when she's at his apartment. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know. <laughs> So David, like, is not, not only not freaked out, he, he takes it and he ups the ante, or the Which Annie, if you will. Uh-huh. I heard that. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like... groaning laughter turned into real laughter, folks. That's how we did it. I know. That's what happened. That's perfect. Um, but, and he does this several times. It's mm. like Felicity keeps saying, hey, try to feel like me let me throw something at you and he's just like i got it like making a hoop done and i have to say that it seems to me a little bit weird for dave i mean i don't know fish what's your impression of this it has seemed to me up until this point except for the first blind date dinner that went so horribly wrong because david was sabotaging it after that, when he started to actually pay attention to what was happening in the relationship, I feel like he was fairly good at picking up signals. And how we get even this far into the episode, and he hasn't really been like, are you, like, your parents dropped in? Like, like he, he just hasn't, there's a certain gravity to all this that he's, like, almost, he's welcoming for himself and seems to be oblivious to how it's impacting Felicity. And that just doesn't really strike me as how he's been handling things to this point. Well, I don't know. It's, he, he is very, you know, mature. He's been in long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. He may be a little desperate to get back there. I mean, they've been dating one month yeah four weeks they don't live together and I think he is kind of being willfully oblivious like wishful thinking it into existence he wants this he really wants this and you know he's just he could pick up on the cues if he wanted to but it's going to take something to knock him over the head for him to kind of maybe it's out of it. almost like if I don't give Felicity an opportunity to stop this, then maybe I can interpret that, that she wants it. I don't think he's thinking that much about it. I mean, I honestly think he's like pushing it away. I mean, he might have little bits of doubt coming in here and there, and he's just like willfully ignorant. He mm-hmm. does not want to know. Um, because I think given his situation and given who he is, if he wanted to know, he'd sit down and have a conversation with her. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just, you know, sad, but, um, but he just doesn't, he just doesn't want to know that they're not in the same place. And frankly, I find it hard to believe 
after a month that he is so invested in her. Um, I think, he, you know, he's, he's speeding it along or yeah, he's, he's definitely speeding it along. This was going to hit some sort of barrier soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's using the holidays to do this and sort of the fact that everybody's showing up. Um, and I have made this mistake with a guy I was dating for about a month and brought him to like holidays and introduced him to not my parents, but like my brother and his wife and stuff. And then right after it, he said he loved me and I broke up with him. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. cause I mean, once you ring this bell, it, it's you can't unring it can't put the toothpaste back in the tube as they say exactly i like that image i like the idea of that yeah toothpaste can't go back in the tube how how would you do that yeah i don't know yeah i don't think it's possible i don't think so either Uh, no well so now we get to the next scene with felicity which felicity's mom stops by dean and deluca and i just want to say although although this scene is really fun i she has got to be like the most unreliable everything other than like everybody shows up at Dean and DeLuca when she's working. Everybody shows up (laughs) at the dorm when she's an RA. Everybody it's like, she's, does anybody care about her accountability? Yeah. Yeah. She is completely out of control of her life right now. (laughs) Well, but only because she is letting that happen to herself. I mean, you got to take accountability for that. True. When you are uh, changing, you're choosing. Yeah. And she's, she is still young and these are her parents. Mm-hmm. But I also find it very odd. And Felicity points this out. Um, why is her mom stopping by? Like just her mom. Yeah. So especially if her dad isn't mad, as we find out later. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? So... Because I can understand this if, I mean, she comes by to say sorry for criticizing, you know, she's trying to kind of, I could see it if she was trying to smooth things over for her dad, Um, but like. Okay, I'm, oh, there's so many times when I bite my tongue on spoilers, but I'm going to just gently say that we in season two will deal with um, the fact that Felicity's parents are having some trouble in their marriage. Ah. So having said that in this moment, and I'm trying not to like share like all the, you know, the twists and turns that might take, but if you know that, and I said, you know, it's, it's fair for you to be suspicious because it may or may not really be about Felicity here. I mean, I think they maybe want the distraction of it all. Maybe they feel like they can be on their best behavior around Felicity. Maybe That's, they feel like she brings yeah. out the best in them. And it, I think this is more about them than it is and about her. them visiting her. And maybe there's like a, <clears throat> we needed you to come home for Thanksgiving Felicity uh, uh, sort of thing yeah. that might be happening behind the scenes 
where oh, they're like, sense. you're not coming here. We're going there. That's it. Um, yeah. Okay. So I this mean, that does, does make a lot more sense. But this is why I love what you've picked up on so far. It's like, what are they doing here? And also it's worth saying, we haven't seen them in a long time. You know, we, we have not seen these humans in this show for so long and they drop them in here. And I think there's context for it being a holiday episode. And I think that makes it fun and layered and interesting for us as a viewer, but it is a little random when we haven't seen them in a while, but they're also setting up perking our ears up for like, Hmm, some strange things happening here. And we're going to see more context to this as the season goes on. And I think they do some really fine work, some really interesting things around unpacking the dynamic of this family unit. Um, Mm. And this stuff that you're like, why, why is this happening here? Let's just reframe it and say them visiting has they need her <laughs> like they, they, they were not okay with her not coming home for Thanksgiving, not because they were angry with her, but because it's like, we were sort of desperate for this. Yeah. And, um, and maybe yeah. that has something to do with why they're so quick to like smooth over fights. Um, it yeah, might be why I mean, his, her mom's coming to her separately. Yeah. I, I think now that you've said it, I think exactly the feeling I had from both of them is that they were on their best behavior. Yeah. That is exactly what it felt like. And it was weird. Um, but I guess that, that does make more sense. Uh, I mean, obviously they're lying to her since she, I mean, well, actually I don't know how bad it is, but they definitely got into a cab together mm-hmm. and it seems like if her mom's coming to her separately, I don't know if they're like sharing a room still or what, but she's definitely talking to her dad because she knows her mom knows that her dad, well, actually he doesn't know. Felicity asks about how her dad feels about pre-med and her mom says, I think you should talk to your dad Hmm. instead of knowing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, and that's, that's why I dropped this little tidbit here. Cause I think it does put this episode into some interesting new context where otherwise you would have just been saying they're being weird. Um, they are, being, they are, they, they definitely were being weird. Mm-hmm. And there's stuff <laughs> so that this does make sense. Probably would have been a bigger deal long, like longer term. Yeah. They have this awkward conversation at Epstein bar where Felicity gets up and walks out, but think about what that means in this context. Yeah. They cannot they're... have her walk out. Yeah. That's not a thing they they can do. They really have to be on their best behavior. Yeah. Like she, she, she set a boundary and they were like, well, that's not what this trip was. And we can't, we got to get in line here because whatever we needed this to be, Felicity walking out of Epstein bar is not it, you know? So I think, and it does put them, they kind of buckle up to get on their best behavior after that. And um, it's why they're so aggressive about inserting themselves in her plans. And mm. we don't know. Well, certainly the audience at this point doesn't know anything, but on a rewatch you do. And it's like, there must be something going on now for things to evolve later in this season. And, um, we don't know exactly what the dynamic is of them. Like you said, are they, are they staying in the same place? I don't know. We'll never know, but, I think when you know that they're putting on a brave front 
and they're relying on Felicity here to sort of help them find the, you know, the dynamic around the holidays that they wanted to have. Um, you kind of start to see this in a different light. Well, this makes me a little worried for Felicity because her mom seems to be the, the softening influence and her dad seems to be a major dick. So mm. if this season is going to get really interesting to yeah, discuss, I, I think say, like if it doesn't work out, like she could be in big trouble if, well, although they are married in California, which is like, she'd get half. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's fine. But taking a step back from all of this new information, mm -hmm. um, we have a lovely Javier moment that is very emotional for him. <laughs> yeah, Felicity's mom has dropped by and she's basically like Lady Gaga plus Beyonce <laughs> plus, I don't know, every social influencer Madonna. plus yeah um gosh uh <laughs> javier freaks out oh yeah this is really well paired too because eve gordon is playing barbara as like she's calm and collected and sort of unreactive as a rule <laughs> yeah and then there's Which javier least, yeah. it's like wow <laughs> he just kind of explodes all over her and yeah. she's just like oh you're javier got it yep this makes sense no but the way you're felicity's mother <laughs> oh at last we meet <laughs> oh uh, he gives her this big hug and she's like oh he's touching me and it's like, <laughs> it's oh, like this is so sweet. emotional yeah. Me. yeah. <laughs> he makes it very clear because he his face is wonderful and he's like starts tearing up and like he recognizes at like the point just before the tears are about to fall that she is having no reaction. And then like after what? all so this, <laughs> he has to be like, I'm Javier, the manager. <laughs> yeah. At which he's point like, she's like, Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just playing hard to get. Yeah. yeah. This mm -hmm. is. Uh, I've heard about you. Yeah, I, 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 I read between the lines here. Um, this is another one upvoted by Galena. I love Javier's comedic moments in it over the table and him meeting Felicity's oh, mom yeah. is priceless. This is such an emotional moment for me. me. Or for me. Because <laughs> she has no reaction. No. She's not like, I agree. It is for me too. Likewise, sir. Yeah. She's just standing there. <laughs> mystified by this man um oh. he's just a force of nature yeah oh yeah, my goodness that was beautiful but you uh, know and javier finally goes away and you know felicity's mom had some business to conduct here she did yeah starts with an apology mm -hmm. you know what i shouldn't have implied you were moving too fast it's just you're right <laughs> like you know she swallowed like a whole paragraph of words there that she meant to th say and she was thinking and she's like must smooth this over <laughs> yep and she's just gonna 
you know, probably inadvertently um, up the stakes for Felicity uh, mm. at this point. Um, because apparently it's not about Felicity. And uh, she's got a present for her, you know, one month old boyfriend. Uh, and it's a, a book of photos since he's into photography, mm-hmm. which I found very interesting that Felicity thought dating a photographer was going to be this huge deal with her dad. Not the fact that he's a 25 year old grad student, but he, he's a photographer. Yeah. Like, that says a lot about your dad. Mm. Yeah, well, probably all of it's an issue. <laughs> let's face it. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. But uh, yeah, so Felicity's mom gives this gift um, for Felicity to bring to David. And, you know, that's when the pre-med stuff comes up. And you're right. Barbara's like, you should talk to your dad. Um, she doesn't know. All right. The way it the way it reads is like maybe it's not so bad as you think, but yeah. on the other hand, it's like maybe she actually has no idea. Yeah, yeah, because so. that's what I thought it was the first time. Was it's it's probably not so bad. Yeah, um, but now I'm thinking differently. Yeah, but you know who is flipping out? Uh, no, Professor Sherman is coming to my apartment. Yeah, yeah. Teachers and belong in school, not in my house. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, does not angry. want the two to meet. Um, he doesn't know. Like, he hasn't even gotten his midterm back. I mean, this is just not okay. And I really enjoyed, um, Elena was like, can you just go pick this stuff up? I need mean, to co-host. And I loved his little snarky <laughs> moment there. He's like, yeah, I'll go pick things up. I'm the co-host. <laughs> Scott Foley in this episode, because they've basically given him no sober moments of substance, like of his own story yeah. in this episode. And they just like asked him to commit all the way to being snarky, being completely like at a level of irrationality <laughs> about things that was not necessary in life. He's, he's just panicking over yes. everything. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's like, it's coming out as these little passive aggressive moments. <laughs> Sometimes it's funny, passive aggressive moments, but it's all coming from a place of just like, he's hit the panic button and he's on the fritz yeah. for the whole episode He's a very not useful co-host here. He's he's not. He's making things worse. And he's um like you could say he's definitely got some anxiety, but I almost feel like, I don't know, Megan snuck in in the middle of the night and like lightly dusted his bed with <laughs> beets with <laughs> the beet powder. That would be a great way to explain him in yeah. this episode. He is. It's like a light, it's just a light dusting though. Yeah. He's not talking really fast, but he's just operating at a different level. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Well, he makes himself scarce. And now Elena can ask the big question. How's David? Mm-hmm. Felicity just sighs and leans back. Elena's like, whoa, uh-oh. <laughs> 
Apparently mm-hmm. David keeps stopping by, she says. Yeah, I mean, Elena in this scene, she's really intuitive. Yeah. Um, I mean, Felicity doesn't give her that much to go off of, and she immediately gets to what's the problem? And then is David more serious than you? And I believe that Elena would be this intuitive about somebody else's relationship. I think that she may not be about her own. Yeah, I was going to say, that's very telling the way you said that. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, think about everything we've seen from her in her own relationships so far. But I actually think that looking at other people's relationships and knowing what's happening is kind of her wheelhouse. So I like I, I do think that there are these moments where she knows kind of precisely the thing to do she was just really pushy in the last episode, right? But I, I think that yeah. this is something that I would think she would do um, where she kind of understands all the subtext from Felicity's sigh and lean back. And she's like, all right, well, do you think he's getting more serious? You know, he should be freaked out. Yeah. like Just like you are about these parents. <laughs> oh, and he got, a, he, her mom got him a gift. Oh, that'll definitely freak him out. Yeah, and Felicity says, yeah, it's not that serious. Yeah. Just, I think we're all starting to get the same sense here where something is going to come to a head. Something is probably going to come to a head. And in the meantime, so the next step, she is going to sort of test this out. And Felicity is talking to David now. And he likes her parents. <laughs> I mean, how could I not like your parents? They're part of you. The person I'm falling in love with. I mean, I might have skipped a step here because she kind of tries to give him an ouch. Like, look, it would be fine if you're not okay. Like, if you're nerd, like, hey, this is a lot. <laughs> if, it's okay if it's a lot for you. Just mm-hmm. say it. <laughs> He's like, no, it's fine. Well, she, she tries before he says that. Um, she does give him the present. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's he initially has the right reaction, which is kind of, oh. At which she interprets probably as this is a good sign. And then it all gets flipped around. Because it's really, oh, I got them something too. It's also a book. Look at this. Oh, David, no. Book of New York. Dating one month. One month. Don't don't exchange gifts with family members. Who exchanges gifts for Thanksgiving? Nobody. This isn't a thing. No. I mean, you might bring food or like maybe a, like a, gourd but like it's already thanksgiving so there's no reason to be continuing to decorate um maybe a candle um i don't know i i would guess like they're not even the host though yeah if they're the the host are the people who should be getting the stuff you don't just randomly give another person something yeah it's weird what is going on with etiquette here it's just a mess Oh boy. Well, now this is the problem. 
Like this is this is a confirmed red flag. So now we see a really fun scene of <laughs> Elena and Felicity at the store picking up some stuff for dinner. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> my my main note here is love question exclamation point question mark. There, the whole conversation is like wait 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 wait. The word love came up here. I know. Too soon. And Elena, again, being the supportive friend, she's like, uh, this is this is too much, this guy. And this goes back to our question, like our conversation about playing games, right? Because if he is in love with her and he's honest about it, mm-hmm. he might be ending the relationship. And is and that so, bad? Yeah. I mean, as He's going to get said. hurt if he stays in a relationship <laughs> with her, feeling in love with her, and hoping she feels the same way about him, but she doesn't. Well, but I also think a month is way too soon. She, you know, he's a B-list person, whatever. But, you know, in general, if you are saying, I love you, uh, like, in multiple relationships after mm-hmm. a month, like... I don't know. I but just, maybe, I mean, first of all, we're not getting this from David's perspective, right? So we know that he's been through a pretty traumatic end of his previous relationship, but he's also older. He was getting serious um, with, he was getting really serious with that girlfriend. And maybe he thought of, he was ready to take that kind of step with her. And mm-hmm. maybe that means he can imagine taking it with somebody that he feels strongly for. And I think if that's where he is, he probably wants somebody who's going to feel that way back. He doesn't want the, he wants the safety of the relationship where both people feel as strongly as he does, not another relationship where he's invested in the other person's like about to go hook up with your best friend. Um, Which is fair, but I think it is unrealistic to have the expectation that just about anyone is going to say, I love you after what having sex once and like quote dating for a month. I mean, we don't even know how many times they've been out. Yeah. Like what? Well, we don't have Four, many times five? Have sex either, but I, I mean, it's been a short amount of time. Overall. It has been a very short amount of time. And so it's like, maybe they've seen each other eat. All right, let's put it at a high end. Like, 10 to 12 times in a month and now you're in love with them i mean yeah but do i do i agree with the idea that he should play a game here and not i mean i don't know i think that he's we know from how he was in the the first time we met well not the first time we met him but we know from how he was in that first episode towards the end of it where he was really unpacking for felicity like the way he's gotten hurt um we, you know, he said in that in the uh, Epstein bar scene where Ruby walks out because Noel said Felicity's name while he was kissing her. And then, you know, David has his understanding of what's going on at the table. And he's like, you know, that's what I was worried about with a relationship like this. So I'm just not ready to trust yet. David's feeling these feelings. And for him, it's not safe for him not to put them out there, it seems like. So I don't know that I would advise him to hide how he's feeling because it's not going to make Felicity feel differently sooner. You know, it's just like, she may never want 
to be in a serious relationship with David ever. She called him a B-list person. He agreed to being a B-list person and now he's feeling stronger and him prolonging this dynamic isn't necessarily healthy for him because she may never come around. Maybe not, but give it more than a month. I mean, think about their whole relationship. You know, he's saying for a good part of it, he was like a foot and a half out the door. Yeah. And now he's in love with her. Well, I do think, yeah, I do think that, um, the sequence of events that happens in this episode probably escalates the fact that he did verbalize it. Like a lot of really serious stuff is unfolding here and Felicity isn't stopping it, but it's not because she wants it happening. It's because she doesn't know how to stop it and doesn't feel comfortable stopping it. Um, She feels it's less, it's like the lesser of two evils to just let this thing play out than to try to stop it. For him, maybe he's seeing that as encouragement or hope or the that she's okay with a dinner with both parents at the table. Um, Changing gifts. Yeah, like not stopping it may be a sign of hope for him that is wishful thinking or just is hope. Um, and so do I think that he would have said the word love had all that stuff not been happening in this episode? Probably not. I think that there are quite a few catalysts here that are building momentum into what's going to be a really awkward dinner. But if he feels it, you know, how long does he sit in this one-sided relationship? More than like a week and a half, yeah. which is pretty much how long he's probably quote unquote loved her. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I just don't believe that that's, a a real genuine emotional reaction. And then to throw that into the relationship on top of all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, take a step back. uh, Maybe think about why you're having this reaction. Sure. It's also on Felicity for not, you know, being more honest about, you know, why she was giving him the gift and, and just being more straightforward there. But yeah, she's also not up in the until vulnerable position. that point. I don't know that I feel like there was much she could have. I think her inability to set a limit in a clear way with her parents is that's her issue, but it also uh, may be giving David the wrong impression Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think, I, I think that might be where she could have gone differently. I just don't know how, cause where she is right now in her own personal development, she's not able to really do that, which is why this is a problem to begin with. But I think regardless of whether it's right or wrong, he's feeling love. She is not. And she's at the store with Elena unpacking this. And now she's saying, I misled him. I'm a horrible, callous person. I'm the Ben of this situation. And I know that you asked to pause there because you were unpacking that a little bit for yourself. So what did you come up with? Well, so there's a little, um, I think maybe miscommunication between the two of them Mm -hmm. uh, because Felicity says that she likes David, but she's not in love with him. I thought it was casual. And I, uh, you know, David did say, 
you know, we don't have to have sex. I just want to, you know, get to know you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seemed like that was very specific to sex, mm-hmm. not the whole relationship and feelings. And now they've had sex. So, you know, I, I get her making the connection to look, Ben wanted to keep it casual. And I was the one who said, you know, that's fine. We can totally keep it casual. And then that was not true at all. Um, and now she's the person saying, I want to keep it casual. And David is clearly way more into her. And again, I, I can get her making that connection and I applaud her mm-hmm. for some, what's the word I'm looking for? Like self-knowledge, self-awareness. Yeah. self-awareness. But again, Different situations. It like is she's a different situation. So long. Yeah, I think and... to get to that parallel, you have to completely ignore everything that happened before college and in season one, right? Where yeah. it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> we've known each other for a longer time. I moved to New York because I was interested in, you know, seeing where it would go with him. We had this like friendship maybe more maybe not maybe definitely not and then like we had you know this whole wooing process before we got to whatever that short bit of a relationship looked like where Ben was wanting to keep it more casual Mm -hmm. um okay you know like the two episodes of the beginning of season two uh, kind of the only thing she's remembering in order to make that parallel but I think you're right. There's been so many times in this series where you've said like, she's just so self-focused. And yeah. I think in this situation, she's like, oh my goodness. Like she, she, she's seeing the, she's seeing the reversal. She knows what it feels like to be on the receiving end of that. It's called empathy. Yeah. And she doesn't she... want that to happen to David. Well, but this is so funny. She's like, she's kind of she's making the mental connection and then she makes the reaction all about her it's not oh i feel so bad for david it's i'm a horrible callous person (laughs) like yeah uh, all right i mean one step forward hey i'll take it you know we're we're starting (laughs) we're starting with it but then i just i just love this part where she's like oh i gotta gotta fix this gotta talk to him is like, but you're not talking to him tonight, <laughs> right? Not when I'm hosting dinner for you, David, your parents, and his mother at my apartment. Correct? Right. So it's like, no. Right. No, I'm not going to. Not tonight. Leah's like, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> this is a moment Elena is willful, willfully ignorant of all of Felicity's past history of being unable to you know no i think she's very aware of felicity's past history of like bringing things up at the worst time and so that she's like pinky swear (laughs) (laughs) she doesn't know that pinky swear is not strong enough it's not that nothing is (laughs) nothing (laughs) is strong enough not even professor sherman's uh what was it yeah the polish yeah. vodka plus sherry plus what yeah. was that? there was one other thing oh oh it sounds deadly 
Yeah. Sadly. Well, okay. So we've set this up where we know Elena has got, gotten Felicity to pinky swear or basically otherwise agree that she's not going to bring it up tonight, to which we all know it's coming up tonight. Absolutely. And now we are transported to Elena Knoll's apartment mm-hmm. where Nola's prepping. Mm-hmm. And we see on the mantle a framed peppermint, a giant framed peppermint among all the other thanksgiving decorations there's that that is melissa's interpretation yes that's my interpretation (laughs) she just wanted to get out there first which is fine um i think this this uh whatever this is is kind of like an optical illusion because she saw peppermint first like a 2d picture of i saw peppermint only only and the first thing I saw was sort of like a, I don't know, like a crocheted red circle. This is on the mantle all the way to the right. You can't um, miss so it. You... It's a giant red peppermint. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I see it as like a, I saw it as like a 3D piece of fabric that was kind of framed and it's, um, it's sort of wrinkled. Uh, around and then I could also see her version of the peppermint as a 2d object and I could go back and forth so it's sort of like an optical illusion please weigh in here anyone who does not see a peppermint at any point or can see both please assure Melissa that I'm not insane and while I agree it could look like a peppermint it also could be some fabric well okay so at one point I zoomed in on it so we could both yeah. see it zoomed in and you saw some version of what you saw was mm-hmm. a solid red circle with a white border yeah. in a frame. Of but like sort. it's wrinkled where you see the red pieces. That's where I see the 3d wrinkles. So what I saw was like a pizza cut into a lot more than eight slices where they alternated white and red. Right. And I could see that too. If I think of it as 2d, I can go back and forth again, like the, the, what they call like the ugly lady with the big nose or the really pretty lady who's looking away with the feather in her cap and the, the sort of choker across her neck. Like you can see both in the same picture. Yeah. That's what I saw. You can yeah. see two two different ways. Sometimes I'm able to 3D. see stuff like that, but I saw this only as a giant framed peppermint. And, and reason... I will fight anybody. Yeah. <laughs> you can have to fight me too. <laughs> well, this is like the big one of the like top two biggest fights we've ever had. It is, honestly. We were really. I mean, we're not starting on the other one. Don't even. It's too long. Um but this is this is yes <laughs> definitely our top you know two I, want to. I know you want to don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> we need to keep the audience focused on this one yes. so anyone who doesn't only see a peppermint please write in because she will not believe me if she can't see it mm-hmm. so yeah um this is literally in live time you were hearing us have our second biggest fight ever is it yeah 
this is what this is how it goes with us. It's weird, I know. It's, it is, but it, it is also a fight. <laughs> we are very entrenched in our positions. And, and I want you to really reflect on this, listeners, because we disagree on almost everything on a regular basis, right? Yeah. But when we qualify it as a fight, that's serious. Yeah. And this peppermint. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I really didn't edge. think she was going to feel so strongly about it. Gosh. But surprisingly, we are both uh, utterly convinced that we are right. I'm and... dying on this hill. Listeners, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, and... you really do want your feedback. Yeah. <laughs> at themelissafish at gmail.com. Melissa with one L, two S's. Themelissafish at gmail.com. Confirm for me that it's a peppermint huge frame or Instagram and Melissa I am sure is going to put this picture up on Instagram and ask you peppermint or not and remember at that time when she says is this a giant peppermint there is another answer because she's going to try to trick you into saying yes by her wording you need to trick anybody it's well, a then, picture of a giant peppermint then word it in a way that doesn't just talk about the peppermint <laughs> I'm telling you, we're having a real fight right now. <laughs> okay, we'll move on because I'm sure not everybody wants the World Rest War situation. Um, gosh, I will just say quickly, Professor Sherman has a fantastic coat on. This oh. is a coat that I can get behind. Well, yeah. So Noel's prepping and. First person who shows up is, he's alone in the apartment. Felicity and Elena are still out getting some food and uh, nobody seems to be cooking anything, which is concerning, no. but whatever. Um, they're magically going to have food for this thing. And Prof Professor Sherman shows up first. So no awkwardly has to <laughs> greet Professor Sherman. He's alone with his professor in his apartment, which doesn't feel great. Yeah. She needs to use the loo. Yep. As in the bathroom. Yep. And Noel is just like flabbergasted by the whole thing. I know. I mean, a professor like, has to go to the bathroom? Like, what? Mm -hmm. she's, she's like a person. Yeah. Odd. Odd. Then, so he lets her in to use the loo. And then Felicity's mom and dad show up. And he's still just the only one there to break the ice. Awkward. Yeah. I mean, as normally happens... Uh, Noel is having these various conversations holding stuff. <laughs> I um, didn't even notice that. <laughs> thankfully, this time he does not drop it since there were five bottles of, I'm assuming, wine in there. Oh. Um, yeah. So, yeah. To be fair, I would be incredibly uncomfortable having no, like, if I were in his position, I'd be like, somebody show up to make this easier. <laughs> <laughs> That would be hard for me too. Um, gosh. And yeah. like, it's his professor, but it's like all the parents involved in Felicity's relationship. You know, it's yeah. just weird. It's, it's just not, a weird thing for Noel. Yeah, it's nothing related to like him. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> Like, if it's going to be this awkward, at least have this involve you somehow, you know? Yeah. It's just weird. Um, so next okay. time we see them, though, Annie and Barbara have 
really that you know and and felicity's dad what's his name can't remember um uh in the script he is called dr porter whereas felicity's Edward mother porter, is called mr porter uh, mrs porter i think his name might be edward um edward he does not look like an edward so he is well he's not really uh <laughs> 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 that's the good news um so they figured out how to entertain themselves. Annie's making the booze. She's putting together the liquor concoction with all the different bottles that she's brought. And uh, Felicity's parents are just watching in amazement. They're stunned. Yeah, uh, well, Felicity's parents have, um, they've really invited someone that they like. Someone they enjoy being around, who's really great with parents. Megan! Yay! That's exactly who we all needed to see at this dinner. This dinner was just up-leveled by the, uh, well, we'll get there, but (laughs) she does so many things, but I just, it's really memorable to me. We were not there yet, but the scene with like Noel and Megan on the couch commenting Mm -hmm. about everything, it reminded me of like the Muppets, those two guys, the old guys in the theater. Oh, yes. Who'd always comment on everything. The Marleys in a Christmas Carol, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, they so reminded me of that, and that to me is like maybe the most memorable part of this. Even though there are a lot of memorable parts of this episode, that image and thinking of them like those those Muppets is like <laughs> my favorite part. Um, but we'll get there in a moment. Well, yeah. um, Felicity, but at least she's here now. Yeah, she's here. And she knows it's going to be a train wreck and she's loving it. She's ready. Absolutely. Huge and so, wreck. Uh, do you think that Megan, because we saw Megan be a little miffed that David was back in the dorm the second time. Mm-hmm. Do you think she's picked up that Felicity is also not into it? No. Okay. Because I think if she had, she would have said something. Yeah. Hutting. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, so now Felicity comes back from the store. Professor Sherman greets her. David is so happy. Gosh, so glad he's with you. David is the happiest. He's just one. It's just, I knew it would be like this. Oh, boy. Yeah, she puts a little pressure on it. <sighs> just a little. Yeah. I think and we he's... know how Felicity dealt with pressure. Yeah, I think at one point in this episode, you started being like, under pressure. Um, I did. I started singing. <laughs> I think that was appropriate. That would have been a good yeah. song choice for this. Yeah. Um, but now we get to the part where Noel and Megan have. Noel has definitely been drinking. Uh, a little bit. And I mean, this mm-hmm. concoction. What did we say? It was. I'm still. I still don't remember the third. I don't remember either. It's vodka, sherry, and something. I don't know, but it is. It is proving to be too much for Noel. It is potent, overly potent. And Megan seems to be in total control of herself because she wants to be fully aware of everything that's happening here. She's here for the sport of it. She wants to know when they're going to fight. When is somebody going to fight here? Everybody seems to be getting along. Come on. Mm -hmm. But Megan, although she is not drinking very much, um, she has still forgotten something. Hmm. This is like, whatever happened to the dinner at the dorm? And, and then we get this in. cut. <laughs> we so haven't seen Berkey. Perfect. And 
I don't know, four episodes. It's been a lot, a long time. It's been a hot minute since we've seen him. And we just see three (laughs) advisees sitting around a table, Berkey in the middle facing us. Berkey slams down his knife and fork and he's like, I'm starving. (laughs) The quickest cutaway. That's it. So good. But but, and then and then that look that (laughs) it's like, what was it like Mr. Rogers, the land of make believe? It was like the Felicity's like, whatever happened to that (laughs) dinner? And you see Megan go, huh. And she kind of looks off into the distance. We get the cutaway, and that comes back to her face. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's like, was it really happening or was it all a dream? Was it all in her head? (laughs) No, it was real. It was real. It was real. And apparently she didn't even order anything, yeah. much less show up. Yeah. Oops. Oh, man. But you know who does show up now? David. Uh, David. Yeah. yeah. And you know how we know that? How do we know? Noel screams, David's here. Yeah. <laughs> to interrupt Felicity and David from kissing at the door. It was so perfect. He's like, I brought, I brought stuff. I brought, I brought this. I brought that. And and then you know she's just. They're gonna do their obligatory greet each other hello kiss. And Noel just shouts, "David's here!" <laughs> and then as Felicity starts walking away, bringing the stuff to the, I guess the kitchen that David had brought. And Noel wants to make David as comfortable as possible. He's like, David. Sit down, relax. Your mom's here. <laughs> he's so. Oh, poor David. I do. I, you know, you have to feel for David here. I mean, he's got his mother there who set him up with this girl after he had his heart broken. He's had a crisis with a pumpkin pie and had to go out and buy one. Mm-hmm. He shows up, and this drunken asshole who is like hosting the party is like hazing him in his name. <laughs> Like pointing out that he's there with his mom, and uh, Amy's got to talk to Felicity, who clearly feels uncomfortable. He's like, "I didn't mean to overwhelm you, but oh, like I am." While he's got heckle number one and heckler number two yeah, on the just couch, sitting just sitting there watching, yeah, ready to heckle. I mean, yeah. we needed some popcorn, but besides that, yeah. But you're right. David just sort of pulls Felicity into a room. He's like, look, I, you know, I didn't mean to overwhelm you. But, or at least that's where the conversation goes. Um, he's like, uh, we, could, we, we could talk later. But I just wanted to sort of open up that can of worms now and then let you simmer on that for dinner. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. It's fine. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure you were thinking about it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, David. Oh, these two cannot keep a lid on it. Mm. Gosh. But yeah, Felicity is now interacting with her dad for the first time since the pre-med reveal. And this is where I was suspicious. Mm-hmm. I wrote down her dad's not being a total jerk. What's going on? Yeah. Are they using reverse psychology? Okay. Apparently not. Um but he's he's being like a decent person. He's like glad you're happy. The the reason I thought about reverse psychology was 
he's now inviting David to come out to Palo Alto. Oh my goodness. This is so intrusive folks. (laughs) Even if you have, like, even if I just, I can't, I can't, I'm trying to like imagine the scenario where that's appropriate. And it's definitely not this one. You know, there are some, I suppose, but uh, I mean, after a month, not after a month. Yeah. Like I, I don't, not before your daughter says it's okay. Yes. <laughs> like they have not had enough time to build a separate relationship here. No separate relationship has been condoned by Felicity because she didn't even know any of this was going to happen. And mm-hmm. it is certainly not their place to. Uh, I mean, Unless Felicity's own relationship with like, she has at times chosen not to go back to Palo Alto for a holiday. It's yeah. happened. And in fact, Last it's year. happening right now. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like, what a, well, and also now if you think about this and I'm just thinking about this myself, I'm working through it. If you think about this from the standpoint of Felicity's parents are having some trouble they're like trying to lock Felicity in to being mm. in Palo Alto for Christmas yep. by making yep. David there. Um, that would make sense. Maybe that's part of it. So, oh, okay. Now it's just desperate, but it's also just so wrong and inconsiderate. It's, it's not okay. It's really wrong. I think with this new light that I've added by sharing what is a spoiler for the future, I do think it's interesting to see how this episode might have more context to it or more layers to it. If you know that, um, yeah. yeah, because you it's don't get the changing. privilege of knowing that information on a first watch of this. And it does, it's like the one episode where it's like, Oh, well, maybe that's, maybe this is why they're doing this really inappropriate thing. You know, mm-hmm. it changes the motivation and the necessity, but it doesn't change the responsibility yeah, of you being yeah. the parents. And what a terrible position every single thing they're doing here puts Felicity in. Well, and the other reason I thought it might be reverse psychology was because then her dad goes over and starts bonding with Elena like about pre-med right in front of his daughter. I don't know. It seemed like he was trying to make Felicity jealous maybe he was I mean the thing is like on the one hand maybe he really does get it oh I kind of knew that it was headed in a place of you weren't really into that maybe and maybe he's just going to a person he can connect with about the thing he cares about or knowing that he has to be on his best behavior this is a way to stick it to her without doing that you know like without sticking it to her Um, because she's she's there to hear this conversation she's there to see him connecting with Elena over this topic so I don't know which it is or if it's a little bit of both you know yeah he's got to bond with or talk to the people in the room about something and yeah and you know he would have a lot in common from that standpoint with Elena so I mean what's he gonna like if he doesn't, I don't know, like Professor Sherman is more his peer in terms of age, but she's all about the arts. Well, so's his daughter now. Yeah. So like, 
how does question is he able to connect on that you know um he doesn't try yeah he's not asking her any questions about her chosen path he's just saying yep you you've released yourself from the one you were on agreed but i guess if he's so i don't know if he's so desperate as to like recruit david to lock her down for christmas i mean it's that's pretty uh he's pretty out there he's got a lot going on right i mean i think that's a a wild interpretation but i it's not out of the realm of possibility that he's thinking like how do i make sure especially because she didn't come home for thanksgiving the second year in a row because of this guy yeah but she didn't go home for thanksgiving last year either and so it's like um, a lot of kids don't go home for thanksgiving if it's east coast to west coast yeah yeah it's just such a short break for you know for the holiday but i mean he he can't be sure that she was gonna come back so Mm -mm. could be it's it's within the realm of possibility that he's just like pulling out all the stops (laughs) to make sure she's locked in but it's also super controlling but well that his that is his speed We've seen it, you know, in so many ways before. Uh, I mean, everything about, I I just, I feel for Felicity in this episode because so many people are controlling her and her, how she spends her time. And I don't, I don't like that. She's not doing anything to command agency for herself. She's, again, I think that she's thinking the lesser of two evils is just writing this thing out. But that's also yeah. a problem because then you end up in a situation where you've now set precedent for stuff like this. So if this relationship were to continue and, you know, also with her parents, that, that relationship certainly is continuing. So like, you know, now they haven't gotten her two cents about like how she feels about them just turning up. Yeah. No, she's, um, I think she's definitely going a bit into flight mode um we've got noel he's drunk in his room and and felicity is uh she's on her way and and just needs a break she just needs out of this room for a minute and so she goes into noel's room which i don't understand why are you not in elena's room Mm -hmm. why go to noel's room it was the closest room. She's not, she doesn't seem to be aware that Noel was in that room already because he was trying to lie down and make the room stop spinning. <laughs> Which doesn't help, by the way. Mm-hmm. You're much better stay, sitting up. Yeah, but Felicity has chosen to go into that room to hide. Mm-hmm. And they have a conversation. They start reminiscing about Thanksgiving last year. <laughs> Remember Thanksgiving last year? Javier <laughs> <laughs> and his turkey exploding potatoes <laughs> yeah remember when yeah. Anna was there and it was so no no no, no. um <laughs> uh, so they're getting closer together closer together closer together and they kiss they do and it's still that kiss had more passion than all the ones with David so mm. far just sorry yeah okay fair enough and then the thing is the kissing and professor sherman walks in i mean you want to talk about passionate this woman 
Oh, she's got some anger. She's got some anger. Her face. I mean, I'd be scared. Yeah. She's got a seething but simmering anger. If that's yeah. a thing. I mean, it, but she's it not saying a word, feels, but you know. It feels close to an explosion. Yeah. Or, you know, like even if it's like a controlled explosion. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I feel like she had strong feelings about what she was seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, full on felicity. We leave, we leave, we let the camera linger on them just to experience what their reaction is to being interrupted by Professor Sherman for this. Felicity is just in like sort of an open mouth stare, sort of horror, like how do I take all this back? Yeah, she's frozen. She's She's frozen. frozen. Noel (laughs) looks at her, sees her like that and goes, that was Professor Sherman. Yeah. (laughs) It's a question from him. He's like, was that Professor Sherman? And Noel does this, and I always find it funny. But when he's playing drunk, he whispers. Mm-hmm. And he, like, over, over whispers. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, I don't know. I find it a, I just find the whole thing funny. So. Yeah, I think that's what we were meant to find it. And then and then we're going to get from that to like real awkward real fast because now we just re- can resume with just going to the dinner table mm-hmm. and dinner starting, Barbara toasts. Nice to have friends all together. Noel kind of leans in real quiet to Felicity to, to be like, sorry, I don't know what happened. We should talk about that later. Then... It gets really awkward. Felicity's dad makes a comment about Felicity getting special treatment in art class, which is certainly not happening now. (laughs) And Professor Sherman just deadpans like, no special treatment. Ouch. And David's like, I'm working on it. You Mm -hmm. know, I still think I'm in a relationship that hasn't been ruined. Um, Yeah. Yeah. uh, This is where it just all piles on. Professor Sherman stands up, leans in, walks over to Felicity, says, let's talk. Yeah. Felicity's like, nope. Not happening. Very scared of you at this moment. Yeah. But Professor Sherman pulls Felicity back into the same bedroom that she just caught the act. And uh, she's she reads Felicity the Riot Act. She's like, you need to, you need to tell David about Noel. You and Noel. But you and Noel. And she is not very good at details because she does not shut the door. Mm-mm. And unfortunately, poor David here again, worst night ever. Mm. Just walks right in. But he's probably a little concerned that his mother has pulled his girlfriend aside as they were starting dinner. Definitely not appropriate. There was a vibe. And he goes to find out what was happening. Yeah. And, you know, he's not the only one. Mm -mm. Um, So just as David hears, he's like, wait, you and Noel? 
then Megan, who's coming in to get her lactate, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, you kiss Noel again? Yep. Megan. And uh, <laughs> that's not the only thing, you know. Then then her parents, uh, Felicity's parents come, and it's really everyone's crowded around the door at this point. And Felicity's dad is trying to figure out what's going on, and Megan says, oh, Felicity and Noel have been making out. And I mean, David is just freaking out at this point, trying to yell over everyone saying, it's very casual. It's very casual. <laughs> and the, the parents are fighting each other. And yeah. It's, just, it's, just it's about very to casual. slow down. Yeah. yeah. It's totally Everything. casual. And I, you know, I don't know why. I think everyone, everyone's leave yeah everything well, everyone not before so that. in the middle of everybody like picking on each other elena says to noel you're supposed to be co-hosting not going off kissing people <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah just everyone is fighting oh. and you know i mean megan is creating chaos but i mean if nobody's gonna eat the dinner how is she going to get the bones which yeah. she was promised <laughs> earlier. Yeah, well. So, I mean, she's lost something in this, too. Yeah, she's got stakes. Um, yeah. So, you know, people finally clear this room, I guess, to go back to eating an awkward dinner while David and Felicity talk it out. And Oh, no. Come on. They're all listening. They're all listening. To the door. Yeah. And, you know, this is just uh, sad for David, this conversation. It's like, I thought you said you were over Noel. Like, it's not, it's really not about Noel, to be honest. And she's got the same, like, downward, can't meet your eye guilt face as Ben. Mm -hmm. You see a lot of these guilt faces in this episode, as we'll get to later. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm going to tell you, I mean, obviously David is hurt, but he's being really mature about it. And... Mm -hmm. What I wrote was, God, he's even boring during your breakup. <laughs> I mean, this guy. Uh, <laughs> poor David. We have David I'm, feedback I'm to share today, sorry. but I'm going to wait on that for a minute. Um, I just can't with this guy. I'm like, because earlier when they were cooking the pumpkin pie, the first thing I wrote down was cooking. And the second thing I wrote down was I'm bored. I mean, I don't know what it is about this guy. He just... Remember, uh, I don't know if if listeners, if you've had this, but does does anybody here have a friend who like when you get fortune cookies, when you have Chinese food and they're like, you have to read your fortune. And after whatever it says, you have to say in bed and like, then everybody goes around, they say their fortune and they add in bed to it after. So are you saying that with David, that like (laughs) everything that you could say about him is like followed by boringly or like in a boring <laughs> way. Like, no, oh, I'm saying David, David would be boring in a cage in bed for, the, for Lucky the as Dog. Well. In a boring way. Yeah. Um, no, that is how, how I feel. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just, oh, he's so mature. And I'm like, I don't want that. I mean, they're breaking up. What, what, what's, there's no it's, speech. It's There's good no... for a relationship in real human life. Yeah. <laughs> but not on a TV show. Um, yeah. I don't know. 
I but mean, I think she's very mature about it too. I agree. I think you know. she has enough self-awareness here to, I mean, there's nothing she's going to say here that David's going to love, but that, you know, for her to be able to say, look, it really isn't about Noel. It's about how serious we're getting. Like you, the other day you said, and it's like, I said, love, and it freaked you out. She's like, look, I, I think I was clear that I, was looking for like no expectations no pressure and I meant that and, and I like did that happen like uh, for me the whole thing about no pressure and expectations was solely around sex that is the no I mean the murder. first episode where we meet him she says you were my b-list person and then he says I'd be honored to be your b-list person she's like right um she oh, was right from the very yeah, beginning right. he knows Fair he enough. labeled himself her b-list person knowing what that meant and that was a month ago so <laughs> so it's well, like i think in so many different points we haven't even yeah. had that many episodes with him but in more than one point it was like this is just kind of you know carefree i like that she says here though she really crystallizes it and she says no matter how much I like you, I need to not be in a serious relationship right now. Yeah. I wrote that down too. Yeah. And I think that's really fair to him because he, whether he should be or not, he obviously is looking for something he can totally throw himself into. Mm -hmm. And I mean, here he does say that, you know, I wish you told me sooner. I made a fool of myself, but she she doesn't back down she's like look i didn't know how you felt until you know you like said you loved me you know she was like i just i didn't know and honestly you know for that conversation to come up on the back of her parents being there and all these plans being formed there was really not a good time up until this point for her to have this conversation and it's not great now but apparently it's happening it's happening whether they like it or not yeah i mean (laughs) yeah this wasn't the time you'd pick but you wouldn't pick any time while her parents were here and you wouldn't pick any time you wouldn't pick any time during thanksgiving dinner when everybody's parents were involved (laughs) and you know there just wasn't a sooner point for her to be like whoa slow your roll buddy um but i don't know I think it's good that they had this conversation. That's pretty much the end of David. Um, Yay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, we'll see a little fallout with Professor Sherman and maybe the next episode. But does this mean, well, I know you can't answer it, but what I'm wondering is, does this mean that Noel and Felicity are going to give it another shot? I mean, they still haven't dealt with Felicity and Ben, really. And, like, you know, them coming back together and being friends again. I mean, we hardly ever see them around each other. Season two is pretty messy up until the end of season two. Okay. That's all right. I mean, I like a messy season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It works for me. I think, and they're going to give you a lot of, I think they're, I have a feeling that there's going to be more than one of you being like, not more than one of you. There's only one fish. There's going to be more than one situation where you're like, wait, what are, are they leaving this here? They're putting a pin here in this. 
Um, so I think you're going to get a bit of that before you feel any sort of resolution on anything right. with Felicity, really. That's okay. Um, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, but then, then we have to go back to a scene with Felicity and her mother and father that I now have a completely different interpretation of. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they're being supportive and nice. And I said, I just don't trust them. They're all walking in the snow mm-hmm. through the streets and um, kind of debriefing. Well, they're sort of talking about the drapes. And then Felicity's like, come on, guys. <laughs> you can say what you're thinking. Yeah. But they're being yeah. really nice about it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't trust them. And now I know why they're being on their best behavior. And it's, I think it's her mother who says, it's so nice to be part of your life again, which is a very weird thing to say, given that she spent the entire summer there. So it's probably only been, like if she was home for summer for three months and it's only been like three months. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's got all this stuff going on back at college that her parents, you know, they don't really know. They they haven't seen her operating in that environment as herself. So, I mean, I I get the point of it. And then her mom makes a point to ask, like, what's going to happen with you and Noel? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No clue. Not going to tell us. And then her and they parents nice... go off. and Yeah. And they had a nice, pretty song. We both thought it was a pretty song. I don't know what the name of it was, but I like the song. Um, I'm sure there's probably a better one, and we'll get it from Felicity Restoration Project if we don't already have it. But but I thought this was a good one. A lot of times I really, I mean, I'm so used to the DVD music that a lot of times I'm perfectly fine with the DVD music. That's like all all of the watches and maybe all of the rewatches I've done. And for some episodes, maybe the first time I ever saw those episodes was with DVD. So I don't really know much different. Um, There are certain things that I think come off better with the original music choice. And I think there were certain artists that were like part of the vibe, like Sarah McLaughlin or maybe like some Peter Gabriel stuff. But I, I don't know. A lot of times I really enjoy the DVD songs. The problem with enjoying the DVD songs is that it can be difficult to find out what they are when you like them. Yeah. Which is a problem that I and others have had where you're like looking up lyrics and it's like they specifically got an artist who wasn't very well known so that they wouldn't be sued. Um, <laughs> but it, it causes a nightmare for some of us. Yeah. Well, yeah. in other nightmares, shall we get to Ben <laughs> and Maggie? Oh, yes. Well, first it's um, it's Ben and Javier, right? Isn't that the first scene? Yeah, that's the first time we're going to... They have to set up what the problem is going to be in this, in this episode for Ben. So Javier, giving Ben only partial information, <laughs> well, not realizing that he needs to give Ben more information about this, asks Ben to work a party for Thanksgiving. And... Ben is kind of like, oh, it's kind of just going to chill out and hang back. It's Thanksgiving, Javier. <clears throat> Javier's like, well, I'll pay you double over the table in cash. <laughs> Ben's like, under the table. But if that's the deal, I'll also bring friends. Yes. Javier's, Javier's like, you're amazing. 
you're the best. Yeah. yeah. It's a charity event. Mm-hmm. It's a charity event. That's all Ben knows when he says yes to this. But then, so the next time we see them, Julie and Sean are now at Dean and DeLuca. Javier, I guess, is like getting paperwork done or getting them oriented as much as he can before the event's going to take place. Sean makes him agree to serve smoothies at the event exclusively or I don't know, non I don't know what that well, meant. I, I mean, at least what he wanted in the additional paperwork was uh, that there is some smoothies on every platter. Yes. And it doesn't necessarily mean there's nothing else to dip your shrimp in. Yeah. But Javier went with the, the smoothies. Um, anything to get this guy to work for him. Um, yeah. But here first we had um, Julie saying that she wanted to host Thanksgiving and Sean kind of chiming in that he's going to, he's going to cook. Right. Mm. And, um, and then we get to this part where they're, they're with Javier. And I was wondering, I was like, what is Sean doing here? Like he has money. I mean, at least enough to keep him going. Mm -hmm. Why would he be a cater waiter? Um, and then the smoothies and I was like, Oh, right. Marketing. This is a big opportunity to get smoothies in front of some possible investors. I don't know. Uh, I mean, fun charity, fundraiser, maybe some donors in the room. Well, I think investors, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, well, donors for the charity that could have money that they could become investors. Um, Investors. But so then we get the real rub here. They've waited all this time to let us know whose event this is. And now Maggie's going to show up at Dean and DeLuca to talk business with Javier and Ben finds out this is Maggie's event. Yeah. Oh. He's not happy about it. No. In um, fact, next time we see him, he's storming into be- to Maggie's catering uh, business. Angry. Mm-hmm. You can't have, what are you doing having this event at Dean and DeLuca where I work? Yeah. Move your party. Move yeah. your party. And it's like, look, I, I didn't want the party here. Like my husband, he had it. He had the same party last year and it was here. You just didn't know him or me then. Yeah. And Ben is like, look, you know, I met your husband. He seems really nice, you know, kind of seems like this is why he's not calling her. Yeah, Maggie's like, oh, so this is why you aren't calling me. She kind of sweet talks him here. It's like, well, first of all, I think she got a little stung by the fact that he was like, your husband seems nice. Um, She's like, ouch. Um, And she kind of, by the end of the scene, Maggie's kind of like, I mean, the reality is she's holding this event, Dean and DeLuca, regardless. Ben's working this event, regardless. And, uh, it's just sort of like a conversation for another day, I guess, but they leave on the best possible terms they could have sort of like, she she is definitely like being flirty and trying to pull him back in and also not giving him any explanation. 
Oh. And he's not pulling away and he's not drawing in, you know, it's just like, I, I feel like this is sort of just kicking the can down the road for, you know, if they're going to be resuming or stopping, I think that's another conversation for another day. And they're just sort of like, we're both going to be at this party. You know, they're sweet. She's sweet talking him enough that there's room for a conversation down the, down the road, but some people no. don't want to have a conversation like this <laughs> before a big function. True. Like the caterer. Um, mm-hmm. But she also had promised him up front, I'm not going to, you know, bore you with the difficulties of my marriage. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's not what this is going to be. Yeah. So. Well, Yes, but then, you know, Maggie's husband shows up at Dean and DeLuca, right? So I think on in that context, um, the, the idea was that Ben would not have to deal with the idea of the husband. But there's the husband showing up at Dean and DeLuca and, and relevant parties. Like, you know, it, it just seems like the husband's really becoming a part of his world now, uh, whether he likes it or not. And he doesn't. No, he does not. He is. He's got the guilty face on. Uh, he tells her he can't do this, but you know, when they end this conversation, you don't feel that he's said it's definitively done. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I feel like there's room here for him to sweet talk for her to sweet talk him, but you know, nothing's really confirmed here except that they're all going to be at this event, which they are. Yeah, <laughs> they and all then, go to the event, and then we we you know cut to this the start of the event or like getting you know things set up for the event and julie and sean are whispering there's so much food here are we gonna who's gonna take home all this food yeah there's gonna be too much we should probably take some home which given what they ended up eating probably would have been a good idea yeah but ben sees them whispering and he's like oh my friends are worried about the situation he yeah. plows in and he's like, guys, it's going to be fine. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It's like, really? Did you line your pockets with like plastic bags too? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, uh, no, <laughs> that's not what I meant. Um, but then Ben has to kind of fess up as to why he just completely overreacted in a conversation that had only to do with leftovers. And he's like, <laughs> okay, okay. So here's the deal. That guy is Maggie's husband. And what was his name, Fish? Okay, I have an award here to go. Oh. And it's for Melissa. For me? And the award is for winning. <laughs> Melissa wins trivia. His name is Charlie, which is I'm exactly what Melissa said forever. it was. So yep. <laughs> this is a permanent award. That Melissa will always have. This one was for all the prizes. <laughs> yes. Every time she has ever lost trivia ever are now negated and turned into a And win. every time in the future that somebody thinks I've lost trivia, I'm going to tell them, nope, I won. That's right. <laughs> and, and you can play them this audio clip. Yes. And, you know, here I am right now presenting the award for winning at trivia. To Melissa. Thank you. Thank Very you. Nice. Thank you. You know that you have seen a show a lot of times 
when you're not really sure what somebody's name is, but deep in your gut, you feel it's Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) And then turns out it's Charlie. And it was Charlie. Yep. And Charlie is just going to walk up behind Ben and kind of freak him out a little and, uh, and then say, oh, yeah, you, you're the kid who sold me the cake. Mm-hmm. Next man, she really liked it. He has no idea. He is not threatened by this boy. And, um, yeah. you know, Ben is, ben is not feeling good. He is guilty and paranoid and, oh, man, he is, he's in a spot. Yeah, he's just going to be tortured all night is what's going to happen for Ben. Pretty much. Oh, man. But the next thing we're going to see is an award I want to give. When we get back to the Dean and DeLuca party, we are going to see Sean getting somebody some random party goer mm-hmm. to taste the smoothies Suspecting, you know charitable person this guy is my favorite <laughs> <laughs> so he does what he's told he tries the smoothies he gets a look on, on his face shrimp. like there's a problem here <laughs> yeah. julie comes running in from the side and hands the guy a glass of water, which she's probably been doing the entire night. And he looks at her with a face, eyes full of gratitude. Like you can see him tearing up a little bit. Is it from the smoothies or is it from the gratitude itself? I don't know. And he chokes the words. Thank you. He chokes it. In a great turn of acting. Yeah. I'm going to say best person who chokes on the whole <laughs> series, not just this episode. Wow. That's, that's an honor. I mean. It was incredible. It was. Um, I was, I was more looking at the smoothies itself. Yeah. And noticing it was more orange and wondering how did that happen? Was yeah. it. Maybe zest of an orange or more likely tang. Zestrika. <laughs> more paprika, more <laughs> zest. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to say. I couldn't um, notice. I know that you commented on the color, but I was looking at this guy's face because I was like, I know this guy is going to do a great job here. <laughs> and sure enough, his oh, choking the words thank you was like the finest moment of acting in this episode, maybe. I don't know. No, no, that's a that's an exaggeration, but it was really good. It, w- it was the finest moment of of choking. Acting. It was the finest moment of choking acting and up yeah. there in other moments of acting. Yeah. The finest moment of acting subcategory choking. <laughs> <laughs> or anything smoothies related, maybe I'd even go as far as to say. Yeah. Because, I mean, otherwise it was just Sean holding the tray. Going, yeah. What you you didn't like it? As the guy runs away. Yeah, he's gone. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So there's that, and we get you know another shot of Maggie's husband being a nice guy, giving a nice speech yeah. for the nice Leroy Street shelter. You yeah, know, would you all raise twice as much? Yeah. Just, you know, you know, would good you guy. All please do this. Just make it happen. He's just being yeah. a nice guy. 
and and another shot of Ben just feeling like crap. Yeah, that's that's Ben's job tonight, serving yes. and feeling like crud. Yes. So Javier, who still has not picked up on any of this, <laughs> even though, well, I don't know. He hasn't picked up on any of this or he's pretending he hasn't. And he just says, Ben, go get more dumplings. They're a big hit. We need more dumplings. Go to the back. More dumplings. Ben goes to the back for more dumplings. And who follows him? Maggie. Yeah. But not, you know, for what you think. Not because she loves the dumplings and wants more right away. Um, which is what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's but like, hey, do you yeah. have any giant framed peppermints here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. Maggie, Maggie, Maggie. Um. <laughs> Yes. So once he explains to her that there are, in fact, no peppermints and never have been <laughs> any and that the dumplings need a minute to cool, um, he says, you know, dude, your husband's right there. OK, he doesn't say dude, but he does say your husband's right there. And she's like, what? I'm just here to say hi to your penis. Um she she says that she's so toying with him. She's like, yes. I'm not, I'm not gonna do anything here. Like, I'm not gonna jump you. And then, but then she's yeah. very clearly seducing him for yeah. the rest of the scene. Totally aggressive. Says she's not gonna like throw him on the floor. Ben is super uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. And I have to say that this is a moment when. What do I even want to say about this? You know, Maggie has seemed so in control, even though she's been doing this bad thing, like having an affair, she's been decisive and she's been in control. And this felt different. This felt sloppy and desperate out of an emotional reaction. Like she's being, she's being petulant, you know, like, she kind of petulant, at least for me, I don't know that petulant is the the right term. It she's being emotional, definitely. Yeah. Um, we have not seen, you know, Ben and her husband in the same place with her and the dynamics between all three of them playing out. Yeah. And now, you know, they've been married three years. Who knows how long they've dated? Yeah. You know, she does have a relationship with this man, uh, her husband, <laughs> and and it 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 definitely humanizes her, I think. Um, I think so too cuz I don't even know if I think that it's that she's like ha- having this experience because of the fact that her husband and Ben are in the room. I they give us these lingering shots of her face as she watches her husband close talking and leaning in and talking to these beautiful women at the party. And I don't know how often she gets to see that. You know, like often enough to know what's going on. I do think that's the reason she's acting like this. mm -hmm. But it's the first time that we've got her husband, you know, basically showing that he's cheating and her with the person she's cheating with, Ben, in the same place. And so we get to see that 
like all those emotions that she's having seeing her husband and then how she's interacting with Ben and she's not cool and calm and put together and she's she's agitated I guess is a word that I would use here and and it's and it's sloppy it's like I know my husband's in the other room and I'm hurting and I'm here and like she's not saying that to Ben but her the quality of what she's doing here feels very different to me than she has felt for the whole like her whole appearance in the show to this point and you know that this is escalating to a moment of pure desperation and fortunately in this moment Julie walks in and specifically interrupts them and she's Mm -hmm. like you need to go back out I think your husband's looking for you and it's this very like little slap on the wrist moment yeah and we have I think it's very important that we have this scene before the next scene Mm-hmm. So through this whole scene, we don't know, or I at least didn't have any suspicion that her husband was cheating on her. And they, they, you know, they, I think to this point have been trying to present us with this guy who's thinking of his wife and being a nice guy. You know, we meet him the first time he's being thoughtful, buying a cake with, with a frosted butterfly on it because it means something to her Mm -hmm. and he knows that she always uses this place and so he's thinking of her and then we this party like he's he's saying hello to the caterer like who says hello to wait staff before Mm -hmm. an event nobody ever in the history of the universe and then like that the nice toast that he gave that was like very humble and would you wouldn't it be nice if you guys would donate um you know, let's do some good work for the Leroy Street shelter, you know, and then to see this turn, it's like, yeah. oh, he's one of those charismatic guys with a seedy underbelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Julie is in the next scene, Julie is clear that she doesn't really approve, but she's at least willing to put it in a question. You know, she just looks at Ben and says, is she worth it? And then we just see Ben watching her, watching Charlie talk to these women. And Ben's not sure. And he's not sure. He's like, because at first, remember when he first was trying to justify this, he was like, oh, you know, I shouldn't, shouldn't break up a marriage, but they must not be that happy. So like, so what? And so now I kind of wonder is this the new justification right Mm -hmm. is it oh well he's cheating too well i mean i'm kind of hoping that their next conversation is going to be so are you leaving him Mm -hmm. i mean like if he's cheating and you're cheating and i'm over here like what what does that mean yeah What, what does that mean we're never going to get to really find that out. But I do think uh, that um, no. the next scene that we see with with Maggie and Ben, you know, she's staring out the window. He comes up trying to be sort of, it's like every spy movie where it's like, oh, <laughs> your handler and you, you're looking at a magazine rack, pretending like you're both looking at magazines, but actually you're talking <laughs> to each other. Felt kind of like that. They're both looking out the same window and having this conversation and he's like, are you okay? She's not. He's like, well, mm-hmm. do you ever want to get coffee and talk about it? And I was like, Benjamin, 
I know. He seems like ready to take on the role of just like a supportive friend at this point. You yeah. know? But he's had enough. Sweet, like, sweet Benjamin. Yeah. And he does not get the same care in return. No, this was brutal. This was absolutely brutal. Yeah. Charlie comes up behind him. She's like, oh, I have somebody I want to introduce you to. Being being good old Charlie. And um, now he's like, well, I have somebody I want to introduce you to, too. This is Ben. I've been cheating on you with him. It's like, oh, my God. When did we go full telenovela? Yeah. And then she pulls pulls in Elena at this point and just leaves. And leaves the two of them there. And so, I mean... Yeah, Ben does his, you know, guilty look down look again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, this guy doesn't deck him. So kind of assuming she's right. And um, yeah, I don't even know. We don't know if I, my presumption watching the scene is that Maggie has never made it clear she knows he's having an affair. Yeah. This is the well, first time that that multiple. reveal has hit. Yeah. And yep. so I think that probably saves Ben in this situation. You know, kudos to Ben for this not ending up in some sort of a fist fight. Um, well, I mean, he had no reason to throw a punch. Yeah. So if the other guy wasn't going to do it, why would he? I guess everybody in that situation is feeling as guilty as the other um, in a way because Maggie had that reveal. Doesn't necessarily mean her husband wouldn't, you know. But he is in the middle of a charity event that he's hosting and he's got this nice guy persona. So disrupting that in the middle of a fundraiser for Leroy Street Shelter by decking Uh a caterer. Yeah is probably not the look he's going for. And I will say, you know, this is pretty much like significant others all exit here. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we've seen everything we're going to see from a couple significant others. <laughs> um, so, so this is the end of the end of the road for Terry Polo. Pretty much. And her husband. Mm-hmm. Um they do make it a point, though, at this moment, right after this part of the scene, to, sh- to pan back and show that Julie has seen this whole conversation where Ben has now been outed. And like, yeah. So they just they just show us that, jo- that Julie saw it, clocked it. And, you know, Julie and Sean are going to compare notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we leave the party. And the last scene that we have with them is back at the loft. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a really nice scene. Uh, I mean, it was very sweet, the three of them. Uh, we have Ben, we have Sean, we have Julie enjoying a little holiday tofurkey, which I have, nev- I, I have not tried it. I cannot, you know, I, I can't make any assumptions. I've heard it's not that great. Um, I like you immediately tofurkey. spotted, even just looking at the scene, you're like, that turkey looks weird. Yeah, <laughs> and then like a turkey, and then the people eating it were like, "This turkey tastes weird." Yeah, it's like ah, fish has clocked this. Um, well, it, I mean, it it wasn't a turkey. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it was very obviously not a turkey. <laughs> like, I don't know what these people thought they were eating, but it, it clearly was, it was not a turkey. Fair enough. But yeah. Sean says, look, it's a tofurkey. And if you don't like it, we can make it better. We can just smoothies. Yes. And both Ben and Julie are like, nope, loving it. Love the tofurkey without anything else. Doesn't need a thing. Perfect this way. I love Julia's like, tofurkey is good as is. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like a line never been said by any human. And so it's just, I I loved that little one-liner they gave her there. Yeah. But, you know, they're in cheer up Ben mode. You really feel the camaraderie between them. It's a scene like this and it's a scene like, that you know that scene after they did the the roommate interviews where you get them who doing their morning routine making the cereal yeah yeah these are the scenes that you feel it feels very lived in to me like like they really had a bond on set that they brought to this because you can feel there's i don't know there's just like a layer of this that's more than reading the lines um for, for me watching it, but they really were there to just be supportive of Ben. Sean's like, you know, he, he makes a comment like, you know, it'll, it'll be okay. I know you loved her. She's like, what? No, this was just a fling. Ben's like, it was just a fling with Maggie. And they're like, mm. like maybe it was, but okay. Ben's not feeling good about life right now. That's for sure. Yeah. I didn't like the fact that Julie went to, she's crazy. Mm. Um, you know, that's just, I don't know. I don't have a little problem with at least women saying that about other women. Crazy is a really loaded word. Um, and we, I would like to think we can all be careful about using it. Um, it's not, it's really not a word to be thrown around. Julie doesn't really have adult relationship experience or context to know, to, to think about all the layers of what Maggie's going through, even though she made some really bad choices. Um, they saw play out in front of them a pretty uh, difficult relationship where there was a lot of pain caused um, on both sides. So. Well, Ben doesn't seem like he was fully invested in this. I mean, he says, my heart's not broken. You know, it, it doesn't seem like he was in love with this woman. I mean, he had great sex with her. Maggie seemed like his B-list person for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I like that they start, they were like, oh, okay, 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 just a fling. That's fine. Well, there's probably something you can learn from this. <laughs> and then they, they just go jokes. for all the jokes. <laughs> they got jokes. Mm-hmm. Don't date a caterer. Yeah, never date a caterer is my favorite one. <laughs> I think Julie also said earlier, like, don't attend a party uh, thrown by your girlfriend and her husband or something like that, yeah. or never work a oh, party attended by. My f- yeah, my favorite one was um, when a beautiful blonde comes in asking for a basket of muffins, just don't sell it to her. Yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> they had some good ones here, but never date a caterers are both of our top ones, I think, here. Yeah, that does. Um, pretty amazing and he was Um, ben knew what they were doing he's like thanks guys you know nice (laughs) of you um so 
We've come away with some Aesop's fables related lessons at the end. Some little, you know, life lessons. And then, I don't know, it just occurred to me, it's the last thing I wrote down about this, you know, whole story, uh, the whole, at least this episode's story of sort of Ben and Sean and Julie. And I just wrote down, Sean, does he not have taste buds? Because he's into smoothies, he's digging the tofurkey, like, I kind of feel like he doesn't have taste buds. What did the earlier iterations of smoothies taste like as he was working it out, you think? I think it started probably with ketchup and mayonnaise. That's my guess. That was the first iteration. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, there you have it. I, I, I just know kind of that last point we ended on, I'll, I'll turn that into a note from an optimist. Um, ketchup and mayonnaise. No, the, the, that last scene that we had with the friends at the loft, I just, you know, sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we do things that we know are stupid. Sometimes we just, things happen, things happen. Sometimes bad days occur. And it's nice when you can have the power of a good friend or a couple friends to lift you up. I think, you know, sometimes we sit with those moments alone, but a lot of times a friend can do some heavy lifting and help make, make you feel not alone in a situation or make you, know, you feel a little bit lighter about a situation that was a little too heavy. So I appreciate that we got a scene like that. And it does remind me of some of these scenes we see with them where it's like, these guys really do feel like they live together. Uh, You know, the actors and when they're putting this out and came across in this scene for me, I appreciated their camaraderie there. Yeah, it definitely comes through as genuine and as, as like they care for each other. And you see it in the, even the like little moments of touch between some characters and I don't know it, it's almost like there's just this feeling that they have around the table that they can all like sit in I don't mm-hmm. know it's like everything from their body languages to the way they look at each other and the smiles and I, I agree yeah. I think it's very nice it is nice well fish <clears throat> Is there anything in this episode that you wanted to censor? Yes. And I think there's, we have a couple, a couple good ones. Okay. So we're going to head into the, what the club did they say segment. That was beautiful. Yes. Um, So I'm going to go with three of them. Yeah. And the first one, the first two really have Javier in them. Um, So Javier is starting out and he's trying to convince Ben uh, to, you know, to cater this party. He says, okay, Benjamin, how would you like to make a lot a lot of money well 
relatively speaking for you, of course. And then says, what? You want to give me a Javier says, no, I'm not stupid. So. Wow. I know. Okay. Well, what a question Javier, that was. Javier might or might not want to give Ben a call. We don't know. And then just really quickly, Javier, you know, is just really excited when Ben and Julie and Sean finally show up mm-hmm. to the party. And he says, oh, thank God you are here. Okay. I just had two servers down on me. <gasps> I know. He's having fun. Wow. Having fun. And now he's happy there's more people. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is... Felicity and Elena, like we talked about, uh, they're in the store together and, um, Felicity, you know, uh, is saying, I'm just realizing how, how David has been feeling. She has just revealed that she is the Ben of this situation. Mm-hmm. And she says to Elena, you're right. I have to go with him. I've got to go him right away. And Elena says, listen, you cannot David tonight, not during Thanksgiving at my apartment where I'm hosting it for you, David, your parents, and his mother. Promise me you won't do it tonight. Definitely don't David in that situation. Don't David then, or no. really any other time, because frankly, he's he's gone. He, yeah. he is no more. So there wow. we go. We have three, three Those were solid gold, decent ones. I I this one was this was a, a good episode for the unnecessary gloving. I would say so. Well, that was the what the glove did they say segment. And yeah. my goodness, wild. <laughs> well, let's see. We have our favorite segment coming up. After you listen to this tape, you have to erase it. Yep. We have um, a couple different sort of themed responses that I want to get to. And I'm just not sure which order. To- I'm going to save the David stuff for after. So let's do. Um, at one point, we had asked on Instagram how you feel about Megan and Felicity as RAs. Like, who's the better RA? And so we got a few different responses here and I'm not sure when later would be a good time to bring it up, but given, you know, uh, Megan's um, slight forgetfulness. Yeah. And everything we've seen up until this point, I think we've got a fair amount of evidence now. So let's get some different, uh, different thoughts on this. Who's the better RA at, okay. I'm going to butcher this Instagram handle. I apologize in advance. At anakekism, I don't know. I wouldn't do any better. You know who you are. We appreciate (laughs) you. Um, Says, Noel. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously Felicity, but sometimes they were so annoying that Megan put them in their place. (laughs) Very funny. I think the two complimented each other for being so different. That's what I think. In a way. 
Megan sometimes helped Felicity because Felicity was so good. She had so much empathy for others that sometimes it became annoying to serve them. And Megan with her style would chase them away. And sometimes Felicity helped Megan for the same reason. So I feel that they complimented each other. And that was great. And about Noel, I know, I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all know that Noel was not the most fantastic RA. Yeah. Um, um, at himyf.posts. That's how, how I, I met, met your, your father. father. Um, Felicity. She had so much empathy and really cared about the well-being of her advisees. Megan would just dismiss them instead of listening. In this case, she left them dinnerless. <laughs> well, I, I, I added that last part myself. Well, they're <laughs> at himyf.posts. Stopped it at Megan would just dismiss them instead of listening. Melissa added to it. <laughs> and leave them. Okay. Ooh. Leave them starving. Yeah, she left them starving. Um. And then we got one other person who weighed in on this one, another at Galinsky underscore one. I'm going diplomatic and saying they're a great team, but there are future moments which show them both to have terrible judgment in certain situations. Now, this was written a while ago, so we've seen a number of those already. Uh, there may be more. We'll see. Well, we've got Megan sleeping with Carl, which, you know, was... <laughs> charity and also we're not sure she was conscious the whole time since she wasn't sure what it was when she woke up also um, stealing carl's fridge making him buy one and then stealing it. yeah but you know it's a mass return he uh. doesn't know it's it's a victimless crime we don't we don't care about carl <laughs> <laughs> and uh and we do have felicity kind of making things about herself but I don't know. Have I? I don't think I've seen like. I, I don't know. Like, uh, leaving leaving the kids without a Thanksgiving dinner level. Bad RA-ness from Felicity yet, hmm. and so maybe there's future things that she does. Um, there might be. We'll see. Yeah, yeah got to keep your eyes peeled for that. But all right, so we've got we've got some different thoughts here. I think mostly mostly Felicity was the answer here on the better RA. But you know, sometimes you just need somebody to get to the point, and that would be Megan. Megan yeah. might have also saved them for far too frequent meetings. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, some small favors there. Now we've got a series of thoughts on David. Oh. I'm going to try to do this in the right order. So um, at Victory Lighthouse, he says, David was meh. I was happy when it <laughs> ended and the professor found Felicity and Noel kissing. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. well, I mean, it certainly was awkward, um, but I can't disagree with the meh part. Mm-hmm. That's certainly been my assessment since the first time we met him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we also have at Heather M. O'Brien underscore. I agree with Fish that David isn't particularly inspiring, but I do think it's important for Felicity to have experience of a relationship that isn't Noel or Ben or a one night stand like Eli. David is just so dull compared to the chemistry Felicity has with all the other characters. So he sort of feels just like a placeholder. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, my point is, you know, Maggie was Ben's B-list person mm -hmm. and there was still was a lot of chemistry there. So mm -hmm. why couldn't they have found someone? I don't know. Or written it differently. Well, maybe their B-list people were like perfectly suited to fill what they were looking for. Like maybe Ben wanted the physical touch and the passion and maybe Felicity was looking for somebody who could let her speak her thoughts. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that lines up a little bit better for Felicity, I think than for Ben, but I think it kind of works. Well, no, because Ben also wanted something casual, like really mm -hmm. casual where there was yeah. no commitment. Okay. And so I think that definitely works. And, and so they like got they... what they asked for. In yeah. these particular packages. Um, and the lesson is maybe that's, you know, maybe Felicity's missing the passion side and Ben is missing the commitment side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now we've got a series of two here that are in a similar vein. The first one's going to call you out and ask for feedback from you, but, um, yeah. but we're, I'm going to roll through both of them because there's a, there's a pattern here, uh, at MEM underscore zero zero two six. My biggest issue is their matching haircuts. Would <laughs> love to hear more from fish on her thoughts. I wish they found still an attractive guy, but not someone who could look like her brother. And then at Disneyland said, yes, they did have matching haircuts. Fish, <laughs> your thoughts. Uh, I mean, at this point, I think it's just repeating it for the third episode in a row. Yeah, <laughs> they did have matching haircuts. And, uh, and it was very disturbing. It was very disturbing, especially last episode. Um, this one wasn't so bad. And the one before the last episode wasn't so bad. But it was getting lucky was rough okay i'm not gonna lie <laughs> all right all right okay um at queen shalana 75 who always always keeps it real says child there was no reason for this mess i mean Full stop. yeah um yeah. i agree <laughs> okay at and okay, these two, there's an, I love that this happened. Love, love, love it, listeners. We had somebody comment and somebody comment in response. Okay, so at Aunt Mary 72 said, I think the show flounders a little after the depths. So that was the subway, um, the subway one with Julie. One with the judge. Yeah. So I think the show flounders a little after the depths through maybe the slump, which we haven't gotten to yet. Uh, where it picks up with a vengeance. I don't really see the attraction of David. I completely forgot about him. I see Melissa's point that he's probably necessary, but with Felicity, Ben, and Noel all growing in different directions, the show loses something for me. I get that not everyone can be an Eli, but David is D-list at best for me. <laughs> and then at Galinsky underscore said, hmm, I actually disagree. Crash was definitely meh. But I think there's a sense of building up and then closing off. 
I read somewhere, I read somewhere that the writers really struggled mid season two and the slump title is sort of a reference to that. And even joked uh, about what would happen if Felicity was really a spy all along, which was the spark for alias. I, so we haven't gotten to the slump yet. Um, I think that I think that this episode makes a really strong case for picking up. I mean, it's very abrupt in its nature of like sweeping some B-list people to the side um, in a way that's explosive on all fronts in a fun holiday themed episode. And if you were thinking that David was boring, you'd be really satisfied, I think, to see this Um to, to know that he, like there is a a glaring and painful end <laughs> yeah i was about to say to see that he's no longer in the show <laughs> yeah yeah i mean I, th- I think there's that right so i think i think that um i don't know if the slump is where i think it picks up but i think um i you know i remember really enjoying most of season two and i think the fact that fish you're you're in my scores we sort of we we dropped down after the list episode two and but we've been like slowly inching our way back up um yeah i really like the depths mm-hmm. um it was the list after the depths no the depths was episode four so it went the list was the breakup episode with ben and then um, we had ancient history where there's sort of like Noel and Felicity getting back on the same page. And then the depths mm-hmm. was Julie and Felicity starting to make some sort of amends. And mm-hmm. then we have, you know, David showed relatively. Up. Yeah. I think relatively speaking, all the ones before David showed up were, were just relatively better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's those thoughts. Um, and then there's one more I'm going to throw in here because this is a totally different interpretation of when things get interesting. Um, at Insta.Mickey says, hang in there, girls. 210 is coming. Uh, yeah. 210 is what great is expectations. Oh. And okay. I, have a dis- I have a specific distinct memory of watching that episode with you. There are a few episodes that I remember things that you said as we were talking about them and or as we were watching them in college and that's one of the episodes so you'll be able to tell me if i still feel the same because last time you said this i think you said i felt the same way yeah if i change it's hard for me to imagine that you're going to change how you feel about the thing that you said um but we'll see i and and that is uh you know yet another yet another like sort of point of when somebody thinks it picks up um because the slump is episode 12 and that's episode 10 that that um that person is citing so and i think those straddle help for the love lauren which god help us (laughs) yeah so melissa and i are gonna have to switch titles for episode 11 apparently and and fish has no idea why and i'm just here to say listeners i don't know how i'm going to do this so listeners if you have any feedback on help for the love lorn season two episode 11 please send it in as far in advance as possible (laughs) (laughs) 
it's there's a chance it's going to be like the shortest podcast we've ever done or that it'll be long because I spend so much time complaining but we're just going to see um fish we're going to do then perfect. more than ever no <laughs> I I think we're gonna have to switch roles I mean you're gonna have to take on what the glove and a rant and I'm gonna have to take on note from an optimist and and we're just gonna you that know, Friday actually it. would make a lot of sense yeah freaky friday it that'll be good it's perfect i like your it's plan happening. listeners you heard it here first uh <laughs> my gosh i've just been sitting here like how am i gonna do this um okay that's that okay we've organized it fish i'll send you the contract later <laughs> um for now though let's rate this episode did you want to go first or, or do you want me to go first? What, what are you feeling? I feel like, why don't you go first? Okay. I rated this episode in the unit of pulled patellas. Oh, wow. You didn't go with peppermints, huh? I, well, it wasn't specifically called out in the episode, <laughs> although that was obviously a really important feature, a giant mm. framed peppermint. Mm-hmm. Um, so I gave this one 9.5 out of 10 pulled patellas. And basically where it got docked was that once again, Felicity talks to Sally. Sally's gone. I otherwise really enjoy this episode. I think that it is, um, especially since it feels like so many of us sense a lag after there's like some resolution from the main cast post Ben breakup. And if you're, if, if so many of us felt that pretty much when David enters the scene, it's like rebuilding and come, you know, slowly inching its way back. This is like an, this is an explosive episode for many reasons, like, you know, for on more than, for more than one party, it's an explosive episode. And I think they're putting some resolution around some things. I think that there's a level of camaraderie among the loft crew and like the Felicity Noel Elena group that you couldn't have even really imagined in episode three, how they would get there. Um, but they've, you know, they've worked their way back to it. And we've again sort of wiped wiped the slate, I guess, to start again, but with repaired relationships. So there are more places they can go from here. And so I think there's, you know, a lot to look forward to. But I like this one. Yeah. Um. I think there were definitely some like laugh out loud moments, um, you know, especially from Javier and Noel. And there was the whole, you know, suspicion about her parents and trying to figure out what was going on there. Um, but now it makes a lot more sense. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a kiss with Noel and I don't know. There was no sex with Maggie and Ben. Mm-hmm. So I just honestly, I kind of thought this one dragged for me. Oh my gosh. Um, I know. And, and maybe it's partly because I was expecting 
you know, the holiday episode and Thanksgiving and like, I like the one from, from last year, but we don't get that. I didn't get that holiday feeling from this one. Well, I think you're not going to get a holiday feeling from Thanksgiving episodes for the show again, I think. Okay. They're going to be playing that drama into it. Well, I don't mind there being drama if they're all in the same room. But I think having them broken into these different parts and having like a charity party in the middle of it kind of made it not feel like a Thanksgiving episode for me, even though there was what looked like a very undercooked turkey at one point Mm -hmm. that Elena brought out of the oven. I don't know. It just didn't have any of the, you know, any of the hallmarks of like Thanksgiving, except for the one scene when Noel was you know, setting the table in the apartment. And at that point, it just devolved into a discussion slash fight about doily versus peppermint. So I don't know. Overall, I wasn't that impressed. I probably would skip this one on like another rewatch. Um, so yeah, I'm. but it still was funny. So I'll give it like a five, 5.5. You think 5.5? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's so sad. Yeah, I don't know. It might have been built up expectations. It might just be. I shouldn't do that. uh, Might be the fact that it starred David, who bored me at least twice on purpose. I could tell. Um, Well, one of the reasons that I was interested to see if there was payoff here for you was that, like, if you consider the show calls out, like, the show knows David's boring. The show set David up to be boring. David was boring. And then they make David exit still boring. Yeah. I mean, you know? they certainly did not change his character. But the problem with that is, regardless of the fact that it was intentional, it was still boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, think I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like, if you want to make something boring, you can. Yeah. But it doesn't I mean I have to like it. Where I see value with David. Um, okay. Yeah. Fine. He's boring, but Felicity changes. Which is fine. Make it like, I don't know, make that the sub story and make the Ben and Maggie one the main story. Mm-hmm. Like, at least they had chemistry. Yeah. Right. So, like, okay. You know, I it was just so much and so many episodes of it. Like I could have wrapped up this. All right, Felicity gets it. Growth, moving on. You know, sprinkle it through a few episodes if you want, or have like one or two. But like max, I would say like twenty minutes. David. Oh my god. (laughs) Like, and that might be too much. Yeah. Yeah, you Aww. can get your point across. Well, what a shame. I mean, um, look, I there was no it. listener feedback of people saying like David's the best, you know, like, <laughs> like I stand David. Uh justice for David. Like there's none of that. None <laughs> of that. We heard zero people give that feedback. So you're But I know point. that you think that that he's very important for her growth. And I will give I will give I do. I think that's the only real reason you need him. And I think that Felicity has more growth to do still 
in this season, well, across the whole series, but like, I think that um, she needs, she just needed, she just needed to have a non-Ben, non-Null relationship and to like get her head wrapped around like what it really means in a way that she didn't feel as invested in to like understand the relationship idea from a different angle. I think, I think that was helpful for her. Um, she's still somebody who takes things seriously, but she went into this and it like reframed her understanding of her past relationships and maybe her future ones. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but okay. Well, there you have it. 5.5 out of 10 gloves, 9.5 out of 10 pulled patellas. And listeners, difference. There's a pretty big difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty huge. That's, but, you know, that was a really big difference. I, re- I really enjoy this episode. I think the comedic stuff with Noel is awesome, but I think yeah. it's underpinned with pain. <laughs> <laughs> like and I think that Scott Foley walked that line really well. I think Megan is just stirring up trouble everywhere she goes, and that's fun. I like the support of Elena that we get here. I do look forward to when Elena gets more stuff of her own to do. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I like this Elena, not the have sex or else Elena. Um I agree with that. And I love the dynamic between all the characters from the loft and um, yeah, I don't know. I think I really like the, for me, there's a comfy dynamic, even though they've split them into two groups here. And um, yeah, that's my thoughts. But listeners, we want to get your thoughts. You've been so great about sharing your thoughts with us. We we want more. We're greedy. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So how would you do that, you may ask? Send us your feedback, maybe your Felicity fan art, anything that you want to share with us. Send it to the Melissafish at gmail.com. Again, that's the that's Melissa with one L, two S's, the Melissafish at gmail.com. You can also find us and so many other really cool people at on Instagram at Felicity Podcast. Also, if you're wondering, hey, what if you're thinking like, wouldn't it be nice if when you drop a new podcast episode, I could be informed? You can. So just sign up for our newsletter uh, on MailChimp, sent through MailChimp at the show notes here. So go go wherever you're listening to this podcast, check for where there's writing about it, where we've described the episode and you will see a link at the bottom of that. Also, ready for this fish? If you feel like helping other Felicity fans find this podcast. Yay. I did it, Fish. I did it. You did it. Go ahead and rate or review this podcast wherever you're listening to this podcast. Tell people what you think about Felicity Optimist versus Cynic, because that means more people who are Felicity fans can potentially find this community and become your friend too. Well, I can't believe it, Fish. I did it. Well, this is actually... At least the second, if not third time you've done it. Yeah, but I forgot a couple times. But you would think that there would then, like, once I remember, there would be some sort of a pattern, like I would then remember it forever. (laughs) Nope, that hasn't happened. It's been sort of like tapes from Sally, sporadic at best. (laughs) (laughs) 
You were definitely more often than tapes from salad. Yes. You've noticed that too? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well, you know what we're doing next time, Fish? I don't. It's an episode titled Portraits. What do All you right. think is happening in portraits? I mean, there's not many other definition of the word portrait. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with it's back. It's got to be something back with Professor Sherman. And they probably have to draw some portraits. Good guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what else it could be. <laughs> Uh, we'll just and we're just gonna see how all of it plays out that's what we'll yeah. do okay i like it was there anything else you wanted to talk about for this episode fish yeah i just I, you know i really want to reiterate that melissa's gonna try to make this picture look like a peppermint by blowing it up really big and showing it to you and and you really have to get that sort of backward you know like i haven't tried to do anything scene. it's a peppermint well, then don't blow it up. Show it how it really is. Well, Just saying. Whether it's blown up or not, it's the same picture. <laughs> no, it, optical illusions change when you have them like at different depths. But even I wasn't in able the smaller to version, I said, that's a peppermint. Right. But in the smaller version, I wasn't even able to see the peppermint until you blew it up. Hmm. Listeners, in addition to all the other <laughs> feedback we asked you for. Oh, right, you're going to do a post on this. You know you're doing a post on this. Yeah, I'm going to need to. Yeah. Yeah. I feel and like... you can't just blow it up to be one big, you know. Out so I of... need to make a look at a tiny peppermint? You have to. Well, I uh, will have to figure it out because we have to agree. <laughs> Otherwise, it will be a mis- misleading post. Hmm. We'll have mm-hmm. to figure that out because post is smaller than the size the of TV our screen. Yeah. yeah. But okay. Look, guys, I'm not saying that your answers to this <laughs> will make or break a friendship. I'm just saying, but, you know, look, that it's a peppermint, and we all need to wrap <laughs> <laughs> <around> that. <laughs> the problem is, you can say peppermint. My thing it doesn't even make any sense. No, it doesn't. You're like, I don't know. You know, like a piece of fabric when it's wrinkled and it's red. It is. It's like a frame doily or something. It's 3D. That's what it looks like. At the free. <laughs> I'm telling. It makes no more sense. Doily. Yeah, it makes no yes. more sense than a peppermint. Don't pretend a peppermint makes more sense. No, it doesn't make framed any sense. Red That's why I remarked on it to begin with. I was like, why is there a giant peppermint framed on their yeah. mantle? And there wasn't. Until you blew it up really <laughs> big. And then you could see an optical illusion. Until next time, fish. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. Not peppermint. Ah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye, everyone.